think we're good. All right. So, obviously, cheers. Mm. Cheers. This is totally not at 10 a.m. in the morning. No, this is at 10 p.m., let's say. Yeah, yeah. Or mm-hmm. um, or what was it, like 1 a.m. in the East Coast? Yeah. Uh, it could be whenever you're listening to this, guys, you can just assume that we're having drinks then. It's 5 o'clock somewhere. Yeah, 5 a.m., 5 p.m., it don't matter. Mm-hmm. Time is cyclical, so just to pretend... That we're having these beers at an appropriate time. Yes. A broken clock is right twice a day. Yeah, make sure you put your uh, your mouth on that microphone. Sorry, sorry. Yeah. I'm a rookie at this. <laughs> Obviously, yes. Uh, so uh, it's been a long time in the making, guys. I've been trying to get this guest for 24 years, even way before I had a podcast or even knew what a podcast was. I was like, man, I need to talk to this guy eventually. Here I am. In a recording setting, yes. I'm talking with my cousin from another mother, because that would be weird, and wouldn't be cousins anymore, but his name is Austin Cheney. In the flesh. Yeah, and of course, what's it like being uh, cousins? You know, are you, are you cool with it? Um, well, I, I didn't know I had a cousin until uh, like five minutes before I left the plane. <laughs> um, my dad just left me a text. He's like, oh, why don't you check your cousin Daryl in Long Beach? I'm like, wait, what? Yeah, I'm just kidding. I have a cousin? (laughs) What? This is amazing. Yes, so uh, you are from South Carolina. Right now, yes. Yeah, you um, uh, hail from that area. You were originally born here, though, in L.A. Yes. And then you guys moved out. Uh, He's my cousin from my uncle's side, so he's my uncle's son. That's how family works, I guess. Uh, That's that's the the way they make Mm -hmm. the rules. We share a gene or two. I think on some sort of level. Well, I mean, I'm a 32, 34. I don't know if you wear the same size as nope. me. Nope. I, I, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> I share one pant leg of his. <laughs> um, yeah, I could probably fit one one pant, one leg in it. <laughs> I used to wear 34, 32s uh, probably when I was uh, four. <laughs> I mean, I was told I was, I was a, a, a big baby, but. Yeah. Well, you are a tall dude. You are, what, 6'3"? Six four. Oh, sorry. Well, there's a big difference. There's there. an, uh, a whole extra inch difference. It, it makes a lot of difference in many other areas. Mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm. Do you think more people care about like being mistook for yeah six three instead of six four versus like four three and four four? Well, I feel like the little people are a little bit more like no, it's four four. God damn it. <laughs> well, I, I honestly I do think that is true because I mean any and there. The inches are very uh, short to come by for them, so <laughs> any inch they can get, they're they're gonna take. Of course, for for us, we're just we're just tall. You're just giving inches away. Mm-hmm. You're just I don't need this inch. I, it could be six two for all I care. <laughs> I do think that the inch is the most important when you're five eleven or if you're six foot. Mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. I there's a lot of people I know they they don't even like consider people if their height starts with a five. Which I love those dudes that say that they're five twelve. And when I say love, I mean I secretly want to punch him in the face. <laughs> I mean that's like that's just being six foot and mocking all the other people yeah, that are under six feet. You're being a nerd when you don't have to be a nerd. <laughs> it's like you're choosing to be a nerd right now. That's I mean that that is rare. Yeah. These days. Sometimes I think that that's what being a nerd is. It's it's just like being cool. It's like you are who you are, and you're just gonna be that person in that way. Obviously, you're a nerd because that's just who you are. The nerd life. I didn't choose the nerd life. The nerd life chose me. Exactly. <laughs> but when you choose to be nerdy or when you choose to be a certain thing, that's when people are like, stop trying, bro. 
it should come natural, you know? We, yeah, you should. The, the nerd gene develops over time, and, mm-hmm. then, and then it reaches that peak when you reach middle school, mm-hmm. and then you sub- separate the nerds from the, the cool people. It's like, don't try to wear socks with sandals. Just feel it. Just, It's very comfortable. Put them on when you feel like it's natural, not when it's like, don't force yourself to do it. <laughs> do you feel like you're a huge nerd? Uh, well, like... I, I never got into, like, Dungeons & Dragons or, like... Yeah, Fall. there's so many different uh, avenues of nerddom. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 very weird. I, I would consider I'm, like, a, a sports nerd, if that makes sense. Sure. Because I just... I follow all types of sports. I know the stats and the numbers of players. Do you play fantasy? I did play fantasy football. Um, the problem was is that I ended up wearing a pair of Leopard Zuma pants in a construction site um, for a day because of fantasy football. <laughs> that was your... Uh... Yeah, because there's always these weird uh, bets mm-hmm. that go along with these fantasy teams. The the really sad thing was it was my idea yeah. to have a, a, a prize, if right. you want to call it, for the loser. Right. And I am the one being the one that lost. That's poetic. <laughs> That's definitely poetic. Oh, this. Well, it wasn't like too in- embarrassing. I mean, z- did the Zuma pants at least make your butt look nice? Or? They were very comfortable. Yeah. I'll say that. And um, they, they they decorated it as well. You mm-hmm. know, me, me going to Clemson. Um they put a South Carolina patch, a, yeah. a Georgia Bulldog patch. Nice. They wrote Boomer Sooner on the butt because we were playing <laughs> Oklahoma in the Orange Bowl. And uh, it was really great because they had people throughout the plant uh, call my supervisor and have me go around and pick up like a wrench or something so everyone in the plant <laughs> could see what I look like. Yep, sounds like they're all secretly gay. Yeah, that, that's why I told myself to make myself feel better. <laughs> but you could definitely feel good about yourself. After you take your, you know, you probably had a selfie or two in those, right? Um, they they took pictures of me, yeah, and then they posted that picture like uh, in the big meetings and TVs throughout awesome. everywhere. Awesome. Um, so I left <laughs> I left a permanent mark in L- that area. Yeah, literally, literally. <laughs> I feel like yeah, um, that could be now considered a hate crime, probably. With this day and age, yeah, mm-hmm. I, I probably could like if you play it off. Yeah. Do you feel like you're you're you have a lot of sleepless nights because of this? Have you had like to not, you know, you had to quit your job because. You had too much mental anguish over your Zuma pants. <laughs> well, I was. Uh, I w- it was when I was interning, um, so I was already two weeks away from getting out, kicked out. Even worse. <laughs> Even worse. They're making their interns wear Zumba pants. Yes. What the hell? Yes. You 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 leave in a a walk of shame <laughs> out out the door. Welcome to This Comics Life. This is me, your host, D. Williams, a.k.a. Daryl Williams, a.k.a. Dumbass, a.k.a. Dude that's hanging out with his cousin from the East Coast and from other parts unknown. I am speaking with, again, Austin Chaney. What's up, people? Chaney is uh, the uh, maiden name to my mother, as well as uh, here's her social security number. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) No, but uh, we are related uh, by, uh, I guess, yeah, a couple marriages Mm-hmm. Twice removed, who knows? We have the same grandfather. Yeah, we do. And also, uh, yeah, my mom is his aunt, and his dad is my uncle. So, that's how we know each other. But we haven't seen each other in quite a few years. It's been way too long. Um, I uh, we, we were both born in the Southern California area. Yep. And uh, I lived here, I lived in um, 
the Woodland Hills, San Fernando Valley. Yeah. In uh, until I was ten, and moved out in two thousand four, mm-hmm. where I moved to Miami. Miami. Yep, and then you just crushed it. Oh yeah. In Miami, you the first thing you did was buy a banana hammock. Yes, absolutely. And and then you just got a quick tan on. Yeah. And then you just, it was all clean sailing from then on. Yeah. I mean, pina coladas every day, mm-hmm. you know. <laughs> at school. At school. <laughs> yeah. That, that, they didn't have like orange juice boxes. They had pina coladas yeah. in the cafeteria line. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and recess was like, you know, conga lines and it was, uh, you know, just, yeah. Beach volleyball. Mm-hmm. Tan by the Tan by the beach. Yeah. Tan the pool. Clothing optional recesses. Mm-hmm. I mean, you had to wear white. That was the rule. <laughs> it was classy, you know. Oh yeah, sophisticated. Mm-hmm. And every yeah, every kid looked like uh, you know George Hamilton, <laughs> circa nineteen seventy three. Yeah, right off of Love Boat, he was just like, "The mean little man, I don't even know who you are, but you show up here again, and I'll have your head blown off. I promise you that." So much fun in two years, and then uh, we moved to the Charlotte area, where um, uh, we acclimated to the South for ten years, and mm-hmm. uh, I went to the greatest school in the country, Clemson University. Clemson, yeah. Go Tigers. Go Tigers. And then you got a degree uh, in mechanical engineering. Yes, I had to love math. Mm-hmm. And uh, math did not love me. <laughs> it is a cruel mistress. It is. It is. That bitch math. <laughs> I fucking hate math, but I also um, hate that my teacher was right when she said that you're going to be using this a lot in your jobs. <laughs> and I was like, what do you know? <laughs> I'm going to be an artist. I'm going to tell jokes for a living. She's like, yeah, but there will be math in that too. What? No. What? Fuck you. I'll show you. And then she was right. I would tell her she was right, but she's dead now. So <laughs> jokes on you, <laughs> Mrs. Kale. Oh, gosh. I, the best way to describe engineering is like. We we did the, the the stupid math with letters and algebra, algebra and the little mini numbers in the corners, mm-hmm. and the funky symbols and yeah, you know you they you, call that nerd math. Yeah, they the math you look, you sit there and you go, I don't need to know this. I'll never use this again, and mm-hmm. most people never will. But I had to. <laughs> yeah, that makes you cooler than most people. Do yeah, you, do you rub that in their face? Like, hey, do you you just like write you know crazy equations on like napkins at bars. And you're like, hey, could you solve this? I can. <laughs> do you know how to do a double integral <laughs> of multivariable yeah. calculus? Tell me the co- coefficient of this. And they're like, shut the fuck up and take your beer. <laughs> <laughs> Just because you asked me that, it's $2 extra. <laughs> I could totally calculate how much alcohol is in this exact beer. Right? <laughs> Gosh. Yeah, and that is why I am totally like Dan Bilzerian with like 20 supermodels in my mm-hmm. million-dollar mansion right now. Oh, Dan Bilzerian. What a life. Oh, the new, the the new Hugh Hefner. Do you think he pays for those ladies, or is it they just want to be there because he's famous and stuff, and like obviously looks ripped and whatnot? Yeah, he obviously like gives them a bunch of free stuff. So I don't think he yeah. pays them directly. It's very indirectly, like with swag and stuff like that. And obviously they're they're not having to pay to to be on the trip itself. Like, yeah, no, they're going to all these crazy cool locales and I mean, who destinations. Would, who wouldn't want to take a free trip to Maui and go scuba diving and jet skiing? And if you had to maybe blow him, so be it. He's not a bad looking dude. Uh, no, and I'm sure he's definitely packing a huge jet ski yes. in his pants. 
Maybe a Sea-Doo. Uh, or, or Yamaha. At least. Mm-hmm. I mean, we don't have to go name brand. No, 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 we don't. Nope. We're not sponsored by those companies. <laughs> Neither is he. <laughs> but I feel like, yeah, it's also one of those weird instances, just like Hugh Hefner, where the ladies don't care that there's like 20 other ladies there. It's weird. It's never like, hey, what? You were just making out with this other girl? Well, you're not going to be making out with me. It's like, well, that's fine. You can make out with her as long as you're making out with me sometime. I, I think that's their logic. I, maybe it's like they, they, they hit the jackpot, mm-hmm. and it's like, Oh hey, you got accepted too? I got accepted. We're in the we're in the zone, girl. Right, they both made it. It's like being on the Bachelorette yeah. or the Bachelor or whatever. Mhm. Like they become friends even though they're dating the same dude theoretically. It's like the new Pan Am like stewardess. Mhm. Mm-hmm. You know, just modern day. And maybe it's even better if you're one of the girls that isn't having to fuck them mm-hmm. cuz you're still getting to be like on all the jet skis and doing all the cool stuff. All you have to do is take pictures with them yeah. and make other guys jealous. Yeah. And look good. Yeah. But you're not actually but maybe that's the thing. Maybe those girls are like wanting to genuinely have sex with him. So it is like, oh, he didn't have sex with me? Lame. I'll show him. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> I'll get my boobs twice as big and my hair twice as blonde. It's such a tough life for him, isn't it? It is. And he was already, like, crushing life as, like, a pro poker player already. So he was already, like, making millions. I guess that's how he became who he is now. Yeah, I, I think I heard he won, like, $5 million in a poker jackpot and yeah. he just invested in that. And- mm-hmm. Now lives the dream. There's every like thirteen yeah. year old's dream. Do you think like though after like the Instagram feed gets turned off, he just secretly cries like in his like you know yacht? I think he cries bullets that he <laughs> fires out of his gun. <laughs> I, he he is like the most interesting man in the world. There has to be an, uh, a documentary made about him or something like that. Like there hasn't been a lot of people like doing interviews on him. No, he just has this huge social media presence. Mm-hmm. But what does he do? Like I'm sure he like. I don't know what probably promotes like a lot of like those guns and stuff, or I'm sure like all the guns and stuff that he like shoots. It's weird. Are getting, he's getting sponsored in some way. Right. I mean, I don't see those lame like Instagram posts where he's like advertising a certain product and be like, yo, there's a lot of guns I use, but there's nothing better than this. No, like he doesn't even have to like talk about it. He just needs to be seen holding it or whatever. Yeah. It's weird. That's what like Instagram is all for. It's like, there's these so many people that promote or like are sponsors or, promoters but all they do is they just are seen using it or holding it or they're not even like having to like make a commercial about it yeah it's i mean as a single like the photo itself is a commercial yeah i mean I, as a single man I, I follow maybe one too many uh instagram accounts of supermodels and of course models and they just get paid to travel around the world and all, all they have to do is wear a certain brand of swimwear or use a certain makeup line mm-hmm. or drink a certain tequila and they're good to go yeah that's amazing, and that's all you do is that you you take you have photo shoots using these products, and then they just say swipe up if you want to like buy them or whatever. Yeah, and I want to do that. Like I want to have a presence on Instagram of me just holding like weird things like uh, slingshots or uh, Chinese finger cuffs. <laughs> I don't know, maybe uh, a slinky. <laughs> like, hey, if you want this uh, name brand slinky. Swipe up. Swipe up. You can buy it. Promo code Daryl. <laughs> <laughs> Promo code dumbass. Yep. Haven't you gotten your customizable fin- Chinese finger cuff with my name on the side of it? You should get it. I don't know. Don't get caught up in all the other brands. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Oh, man.
Yeah, so you went to Clemson University out in the beautiful South, and uh, you also were um, obviously around when they won the championship. Clemson dethrones and avenges Alabama. Yes, I was, um, I was actually fortunate enough to be in downtown Clemson at their most popular bar, um, Tiger Town Tavern, if anyone goes out to visit. Uh-huh. Highly recommend it. Do they have like a an ale that's for the the school or whatever, like like a Clemson ale or something like that? There is a drink called Clemson Goodnight. Yeah, what um, is it? it? It's like, gosh, it's it's probably twelve toxins that will kill me later on. But uh, <laughs> um, it's like beer, vodka, maybe a little rum, mm-hmm. some pomegranate mixture. It's it's a so it's just everything in the bar. Yes, just put it in it. It, it, it makes for a not so good night. But it's, a, it's a good time. <laughs> it's like it's called the good night because it'll put you to sleep. Yes, it's almost like uh, yeah. I don't feel like the college atmosphere is needing a a drink that makes people blackout drunk. No, no. Um, though I've I've had a few of those instances in college. Nights <laughs> I like to I like to forget, and I actually do forget. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, I could I could see that being problematic during this uh, Me Too phase. Oh gosh, yeah. Um, I mean, I was too ugly and, and too clumsy to actually get with anyone, so I didn't have to worry about that. <laughs> me too. <laughs> That's our me too moment. Yes. Um, yeah, I agree. College was, I don't know, I, I wouldn't say college was uh, a wasteland, but it was definitely maybe um, not like the movies in the sense of just hooking up all the time with different co-eds. It was not like Animal House, no, unfortunately. No, it was not. And I was looking for that all along. I was like, where the fuck is Bluto? Where the fuck is, like, somebody, yeah, Otter, come on. Nobody's like that. Nobody's like that anybody here. Everybody's just wanting to study and not drink and be cool and, like, call their parents every day. Like, yeah. what kind of college experience is that? It's that, I mean, they say you can't be too cool for school, but uh, I, we all tried very hard to be too cool for school. Yeah. But you could definitely not be cool enough for school. Very true. And maybe that's the more lesson. Like, if you're not cool enough for school, you should not go to school. No. Sadly, a lot of people just go to it anyway. Yeah, well, they have to, you know. Um, what parent doesn't push college onto their kid nowadays? Uh, probably the, the baseball parent who, <laughs> who has, like, the next, uh, I guess, Alex Rodriguez. or Yeah, some phenom. Some phenom. That's, like, straight out of high school that doesn't have to go. Yeah. Yeah, there's certain sports where you don't have to go to college first, or you can go straight from high school. Yeah, it's um, it, it's kind of dwindling now. Um, you know, it, the NBA was kind of like the first sport, I guess, where mm-hmm. like you came out of high school and it was like a big deal. Yeah, like um, they're already like signing guys that aren't even out of high school yet. They're like sophomores, and they're like already getting like NBA contracts. Yeah, and it's it, it's oh my gosh, it's ridiculous. There's people that are like in middle school and they get like scouted for the pros mm-hmm. and things like that, and it's just like. They, 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 they haven't gone through puberty yet. Does they? Yeah. <laughs> they don't even have pubes. <laughs> so why are you giving them a college degree? It's yeah. like the Doogie Hauser, but with sports. <laughs> exactly. I think the NFL's like that too now, right? Where they're trying to like go away from college, like you go go straight from high school to to pro. It, it's it, it like never happens, mainly because like you look at a typical high school senior. Mm-hmm. They're they're scrawny like what I am at twenty four. Right, <laughs> but, right. You know they have to go to college to become like you know an actual like NFL athlete. I want to say that there was like this one kid that was being prospected now that was like in the news, and he's already like six seven like three hundred pounds, and he's like yeah like a junior in high school. <laughs> yeah, and they're already like come play with us, son. <laughs> and he's like oh, I haven't had my balls drop yet. 
17-year-old John Kron's sheer size is making him a high school football sensation. The defensive lineman for King High in Riverside, California, towers over his teammates at seven feet tall. Some even think he could be the tallest football player in the world. And at 440 pounds, he's a force to be reckoned with. There is, I saw a video, uh, you know, at Alabama's football team. It just looks like a bunch of uh, man children playing mm -hmm. against, a, against, I guess, kids there in college. And uh, they had this 15-year-old. Yeah, who was like six four, two hundred sixty pounds, mm -hmm. and like two percent body fat. And yeah, it's, just chiseled. It's like he's an Adonis. I'm picturing such a sexy man. He ate his Wheaties every day. Yeah, and and then he just got prospected and and picked up. Well, yeah, he was recruited by Alabama. And he's going to sign on and probably yeah. win another two national championships for them. Do you think that uh, players should get paid in the college setting? It's. I mean, I think. At times they should, um, mainly because it's it's such a commitment. They're always working out and practicing, and, and they're making the the college theoretically a lot of money. Oh yeah, they're making the college millions. Um, the biggest issue is like you know you have a basketball program where you have maybe like five guys who are carrying the team and doing everything for them, right? Starters. And so you would think, okay, maybe they should get paid, but then what do you do with the backups? You know, right? They're not doing anything, but now they're getting paid. I can understand a certain scale, mm -hmm. and some might say they're getting a free college you know, ride, mm -hmm. you know, it's obviously they're all on scholarships or they're all like, they're not having to worry about tuition. Yeah. It's, which is another, I guess, a way of payment. Yeah. And you don't know how your pro career is going to be. I mean, no, you're always one play away from being an insurance salesman. It's true. Hi, I'm John Elway. And I want to talk to you about my WYSIWYG. Oh, oh, John, you can't talk about your WYSIWYG on TV. Why not? Senses will go crazy. You even know what a WYSIWYG is? A WYSIWYG? Yeah, WYSIWYG. Uh, what is a WYSIWYG? With John Elway's one low no haggle price, what you see is what you get. WYSIWYG. It's your price. It's their price. It's everyone's price. Yeah, that WYSIWYG. Please gonna call John Elway. Call, click, or come by. Our website is elwaydealers.com. <laughs> <laughs> Which is kind of ironic. <laughs> yeah, I feel like it would be interesting to see if there were more guys like that where they're like, what was that one guy that was a, the football player, the Pat Tillman? Oh, yeah. Who was a pro football player, but then like you know when nine eleven hit or whatever, he's like, yeah, I'm fuck the NFL, I'm going to go fight or whatever. <laughs> I mean, this was before the national anthem protest. And mm -hmm. all that stuff. This was before it was cool. <laughs> and then he gets killed by friendly fire. It was like a Canadian tank or something. Oh god! Come on, Canada. <laughs> yeah, Canada, you killed one of our national treasures. Now we're fighting you. I feel like it is weird how like we distinguish like who the bullet comes from. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, the bullet came from that guy. It's an accident the bullet came from that other guy then we're gonna be talking he's a, he's a terrorist yeah he's a terrorist he's we must be we must shoot on bullet towards him now mm -hmm. <laughs> or we're we gonna fire like the cannons at him now mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i'm always like hey he's dead either way <laughs> i know and there's a lot of like stigmas going around and it's, it's kind of crazy you hear like stuff on the news like um a white man calls the cops because a, a black woman was at the neighborhood pool, even yes. though she lives there. Mm -hmm. And it's like, are we in 1956? People are weird. I think it's that they just they have a lot of time on their hands. Mm -hmm. You know, I feel like I don't pay attention to a lot of what my neighbors do because I'm doing a lot of other stuff. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not like just sitting around wondering, hey, it's been a while since my neighbor left his house. What's up with that? <laughs> What's he doing in there? I bet he's got whores or cooking whores, <laughs> making meth with whores or something. There's definitely whores. Yeah. And and 
I don't get it. It's like, and I hope that's the same thing with me. Like, I hope like there's not a lot of people that are like, what's he doing? There's a lot of people going in there and I hear them laughing sometimes. <laughs> I want to have fun. What the fuck is that about? <laughs> I'm going to call the cops because he's having too much fun in there. <laughs> He's got his microphones, thinks he knows how to talk to people. <laughs> no, but I, I don't know. I, I, I've i had definitely, like, those nosy neighbors or those just nosy people in my life, like coworkers, mm-hmm. that are just, like, always over your shoulder. And you're like, dude, what the fuck? Like, just leave me alone. Leave me alone. Like, just, what do you worry about? Like, what do you, so, like, they spend so much time making sure, like, I'm doing work mm-hmm. when they could be doing work <laughs> instead. Like, <laughs> I know it's it's so much it's so crazy. I had a I had a neighbor freshman year in college mm-hmm. who, um, let's just say he he had a he kind of lived the animal house life. He he, mm-hmm. he had a lot of friends over. Cool. Um, and with the metal thin walls, like he didn't have to be that nosy neighbor. The the oh, neighbor yeah. the neighbor you just you just were given a free ticket. Yeah. The the walls actually amplified the sound. <laughs> it was like a free show every night. Awesome. And what was the shows mainly about? Just like just parties or just. Him fucking chicks. Uh, yeah, we'll go. Yeah, it's just fucking chicks, and mm-hmm. I, I, I don't want to be like judging, but he didn't have the greatest of tastes. Oh so. yeah, well, obviously, if you're having a, a different lady every night, you can't be that choosy. No, no. <laughs> and the the really funny thing is, like, we would just be playing video games during the day or something like that, and he would walk in in like nothing but underwear. I guess he just nice. like, I guess he left like humble his, brag. Yeah, just a humble brag. Be like, hey, what's up, guys? How, how are y'all doing? And, and you're like, we get it. <laughs> you we you have a lot of sex with ugly chicks. Yeah, it's. I mean. I, you take quantity over quality, mm-hmm. so that's that's very clear. I prefer the opposite, but hey, right. free country, man. You do you. Yeah. He's living his truth. <laughs> Let's hope he doesn't have uh, you know, a lot of little baby truthers running around soon. Oh, gosh. I don't even want to think about that. Yeah. I'm sure that guy's living the high life <laughs> or drinking a high life, either or. Uh, he probably definitely has a high life in hand. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> So, obviously, you've been hanging out here. Yes, you're visiting. We're hanging out. We've been doing a lot of uh, drinking ourselves. Drinking, beach tanning. Yeah. Jumping in the pool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know. We went to the beach. We went to a few bars. In fact, we went to the... You wanted to specifically go to a bar that your parents met at. Yeah. What's I, up with that? I, I mean, I was a little weary, but I thought, you know, might as well just know where I came from. Literally. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> where your dad came in. Oh, God, No. Oh, please don't say that. It's okay. That. I could talk about him because he's my uncle. Yeah, you, so you, you could talk about him. Yeah. He's, he's family too, but he's a little closer family to me. Yeah. <laughs> In a way. In a way. Oh. Uh, but, okay, so it's interesting because this was obviously, yeah, in the early 90s because we were before, this was before Tinder. This was before all the apps and shit like that. Mm-hmm. So the only way you obviously did meet somebody was at a bar. It was the it was the original social dating app mm-hmm. area. Yeah. I... I always wish I could have met like, like I talk about it like in like, like oh I can't do it now, mm, but in the day I wish I could. No, but I've never I've never really met a lady at a bar, I, nothing long term at least. Yeah, I mean I remember one time I like photobombed a, a bunch of girls as like selfie. Nice. And uh, it they just caught it onto it and we had a good conversation. It was a good time. And uh, she and then one of the ladies was like, "You need to take a selfie at my place." Oh. Yeah, I wish she said that. <laughs> <laughs> but no. No, it I ended up giving a drive home, so it but wah, wah. Yeah, yeah. So that's what happened. It's like she's like, You're super nice. Drive me home. Yeah. Can you can I take advantage of you being nice? Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm, can I take advantage of you of being a dummy? <laughs> <laughs> nope. No. You can't. Because that's illegal. <laughs> yes, it is. 
Gosh darn it, women. Why can't you be cooler? <laughs> but don't no, you do meet that cool woman and you're yeah. just like, wait a second. What's the catch? Mm-hmm. This isn't right. Yeah. Um, are you sure you want to not have me just take you home? That's weird. We're we're having too good of a conversation. <laughs> I don't have to. I don't have to like be funny. I just right. am funny. And you keep touching me for some reason. What the hell? What crack are you on? <laughs> <laughs> yep. Sometimes you can put the spell on the ladies. I mean, you're a good-looking guy, so I'm sure it's not hard to have ladies at least smile at you. I I, I appreciate the compliment. Um, sad that I get that compliment from too many guys than girls. <laughs> or or if it is from girls, it's like older women. Right, so, I right. Mean, they pinch your cheek. No, like, they don't. So oh, God, no. So, uh, you also are here for, you were here for what, a week and a half, two weeks? Uh, I've been here for a week. Um, just, uh, been spending a couple days with, like, old friends and family Mm -hmm. uh, along the way. Um, I'm actually going to be on a plane tonight to see your mom, which will be, which will be a a fun time. Yeah. uh, It's it's family. Yeah. That's, that's not, oh, that's, that's weird. weird. Um, Hey. (laughs) Is that, uh, oh yeah, it's not an insult, that's the truth. That's that. That's the actual truth. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh. I feel like, uh, yeah, that's never going away, right? Your mom, or that's what she said? Oh, no, that's that's imprinted. It's like the high five. Mm-hmm. That'll never go out of style. <laughs> Thank you, Burt Reynolds. <laughs> like, people for a hundred years from now will still be like, that's what she said, and they're like, who are she's? Oh, right. Well, back in the day, there used to be women. There used to be two genders. Yeah, and they used to say, when somebody would say something inappropriate, afterwards they'd go, that's what she said. <laughs> Sally said, she's Thor's by the Thethor. Uh, but no, she, uh, yeah, and I feel like that is uh, here to stay forever. Same with uh, getting jiggy with it. I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm a little bit younger than you. I, I, I haven't heard get jiggy with it since <laughs> you probably were my age. <laughs> hey, that's got, that went away? Oh, lame. I've been using that phrase forever. <laughs> that and uh, where's the beef? Oh gosh, I, I don't even know like what I, I know it was from a Wendy's commercial, but I never saw where's mm-hmm. the beef commercial. Yeah, they would be talking about all the competitors having all this like small burgers. But that is an awfully big button. There were bigger burgers, so there would always be, there would be this lady that would just yell out, "Where's the beef?" It certainly is a big bun. It's a very big bun, big fluffy bun. It's a very big fluffy bun. Where's the beef? Some hamburger places give you a lot less beef on a lot of bun. Where's the beef? At Wendy's, we serve a hamburger we modestly call the single. And Wendy's single has more beef than the Whopper or Big Mac. At Wendy's, you get more beef and less bun. Hey, where's the beef? I don't think there's anybody back there. You want something better. You're Wendy's kind of people. Well, you remember, uh, can you hear me now? Yeah. That, oh, my God. <laughs> Never. I don't want to. I don't want to. Some spokesmen, you're like, that's quaint, that's cool. Other spokesmen, you're like, that's fucking annoying. Well, I mean... Um, my dad, your uncle, he worked in advertising for 20, 30 years. Yeah. Um, and uh, the one thing he always told me was, it's not the it's not the fun commercials or funny commercials you remember. It's the stupid ones. Mm-hmm. And now they want even more stupid. They want them to be more just zany, especially like Super Bowl commercials and whatnot. Oh, gosh. It's almost like it's there's a conspiracy to have it be banned 
or have it be so like outrageous that they have to like show it on the news channels now. And so it's like, did you guys see this commercial? And it's like, yeah, we did, but we don't have to also see it on the news too. <laughs> and then it's like all over social media. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean, it's great promotion. Of course. Like advertisers, they have to do those things now. Like there's so many different ads like that one ad that's for the squatty potty. It's got like some like unicorn like shitting out rainbows. Squatty potty? Yeah, you don't know about the squatty potty? I, I've never heard of the squatty potty. It's that potty. like stool that like helps you poop. Oh, is there like a funny jingle to it? I don't know, but we can make one. Squatty potty. Get your poop out of your body. <laughs> make it come out like shoddy. Yeah. It it totally it needs a jingle. We're we're available advertising companies. <laughs> we, we we'll we will take uh um interviews mm-hmm, for possible mm-hmm. uh Yeah, only uh you know, serious inquiries only. Yes, yes, we need a four oh one K. Um uh, yeah. I, I need my student <laughs> loans paid off for. I do definitely need yeah uh half up front before we make any other before we make one note. <laughs> I need a half up front. I need commission for everything. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Every time it plays, I need a ten cents. <laughs> I feel like, um, yeah, there's so many different commercials out there that are dumb as fuck. There but are some good ones, though. I'm I'm slowly getting away from commercials because most of the uh, TV I watch now has uh, are just streaming services. Same here. So they don't really have commercials because I pay the two extra dollars for no commercials. You're Hulu, lucky. I'm balling. <laughs> oh, it's I mean the the streaming services I use sometimes they'll just use the same two commercials mm-hmm. the entire time. Yep. It's the worst. I remember Mitsubishi had like a commercial where they had a guy on a violin mm-hmm. going off, and it's just like, I am so sick of violins. Yep. <laughs> like, if I saw this once, I probably would have bought a Suzuki. But now that I've seen it 80 times, I, I wanna, hate Suzuki. <laughs> I want to bash that Suzuki with a violin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I feel like a lot of streaming services, yeah, they don't really have the uh, the base of advertisers just wanting to advertise with them so then now it's like well we only have five people i guess we're only playing those five ads over and over and over (laughs) oh my gosh i mean i think that's the future of television is where like you just bought you just pick which channels you want Mm -hmm. to watch and then they uh you just pay a a simple monthly charge but i pay like like hulu i have no ads on because it's like yeah literally two dollars extra a month awesome and then like yeah, I'll pay that two dollars extra to to save, you know, two or three minutes on of out of every show. You also or, save your sanity, though. Of course, because I don't watch those five commercials over and over. And uh, also, you know, yeah, HBO, Netflix, those are all commercial free, and I also pay for Red Tube, not Red Tube, YouTube. <laughs> it used to be called YouTube Red, but now it's called YouTube Premium. Yeah, I. I... I think a lot of people mistakenly typed red tube mm-hmm. and, uh, that, that took them down the dark path. They made a mistake. <laughs> Oops. So, but that's commercial free too. And like, you know, who, how many times have you watched a commercial before a YouTube clip and the commercial is like longer than the YouTube clip or the worst is like when they, the, the advertisement is buffering. Yeah. And it's like, you can't even watch the video. You have to wait another five minutes for like the, the commercial to buffer and play. Mm-hmm. And then you wait for the video to buffer and yep. play. It's the worst. I, I thought that there was a conspiracy once because they would play the ad and then the video would start, but then the video wouldn't load for some reason. Oh so then you'd have to reload the page. But then, of course, you would get to have to see the ad again. And then, of course, the video wouldn't load. So now it's like I'm never – I haven't watched the video once, but now I've watched two ads 
to try to get to that fucking video. <laughs> I have a, I have a conspiracy theory. I think all those computer programmers that we made fun of in school mm-hmm. are are trying to get back at us. Yeah. And so they're like one advertisement at a time. You'll never see the video. We'll just make you watch the same ad over and over again. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I mean. Like it's like how come the ad is always the one that is very easy to load, never fails, never bugs out. But the video itself, that's the one that's like, well, that's hit and miss. You might not be able to see it. Well, why do we drive on the parkway and park on the driveway? It's true. We're fucking dumb. These are the mysteries of the universe. <laughs> yep, yep. Okay, uh, what else? Oh, yeah. Well, I guess we should talk about comedy a little bit. Um, obviously, you're not a stand-up by any means. Uh, I've been known to be funny whether I try to or not. Right. You're the inadvertently funny guy. Yeah. It's, I mean... I kind of fear for my future children because of all the dad jokes that uh, right. I already give out to my friends. So, mm-hmm. I mean, naturally, when I become my dad's age, it's only going to get worse. Yeah, of course. But it's cool to be a dad now. Like, you know, there's so many things that are glorified. Like, yeah, dad jokes, dad bods, it's, all it's, that. It's, it's, the, it's the golden age of dadhood. Mm-hmm. I always like when people t- say that I have a dad bod because it makes me feel like, oh, cool. You think I could get a girl pregnant? That's amazing. <laughs> You're so kind. Yeah. <laughs> what girl do you think I could get pregnant? Do you have any in mind? <laughs> Just point me in the right direction. Yeah, please help me. I need a dad. I need a reason why this body exists on me. <laughs> oh my god. I mean, like I've. There's sometimes like I I thought about doing an open mic night. Mm-hmm. Then I I get the stage right. You know. They, yeah, that's a big problem. They always tell you to imagine like the audience in under in like their underwear to make mm-hmm. you feel more comfortable. And mm-hmm. then you just imagine yourself in underwear, <laughs> and you're like, wait a second, this isn't right. Yeah, I talked about it famously on my first episode because I thought about that same thing. Like I had a, an original premise about like why is it that you should be thinking about these people in your underwear? Like that doesn't make you less nervous. That just makes you like, in my opinion, more nervous because like, why are all these people watching me in their underwear. What if, what if there's an attractive girl who's in the audience and mm-hmm. you imagine her in her underwear? Now you got to be even like more impressive for her. Yep. Yep. <laughs> and they're all like very confident sitting in their underwear and it's like, what are, why is this whole audience just sitting in their underwear? I wish I had that confidence. <laughs> <laughs> I remember also like getting so nervous one time on stage that uh, I was trying to tell that joke or just make that observation. But instead I uh, asked a girl what color her underwear was. Smooth. Yeah. I, I, I mean, like that's the number one like go-to pickup line now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Miss, what color is your underwear? If I can guess the color of your underwear, then I get to see that underwear. Nice, yeah. I could do that. And that's not creepy at all. I'd like to play a game. <laughs> <laughs> and should I play it like a game show host? Like, hey guys, what's the color of your underwear? Our Next. first contestant. She hails from Sunset Beach, and she's 34. Her name is Carol. Carol, what is the color of your underwear? Uh, I'm not wearing any underwear. Good call. (laughs) I'll call that color nude. (laughs) Oh, yeah. All right, miss, what color is your underwear? What the fuck are you talking about, man? See, that's the thing. Maybe I could do that. Maybe I could do the game show version of it, but, um... The way I did it, though, was in that creepy way where she was like, oh, I guess I'll tell you, but, uh, you know, I don't really want to. And then, of course, like, she did say that they were black, so I was like, well, at least, like, your boyfriend's going to get laid later. That's cool. That's a great job, yeah. Yeah. Good for like, him. Girls don't wear black underwear unless they're getting laid that night, right? 
uh, I always love the joke of like if you take a um, if you get into bed with a woman and you see her taking off her clothes and her underwear is her bra is like matching her panties. Mm-hmm. It's like it was not you who made the decision of whether or not you're getting laid tonight. <laughs> <laughs> it was her. <laughs> yes, yes. So maybe if it was the the separate colors. And clearly, she wasn't uh, like expecting to. Then, it, yeah, it was your choice. Then, then you, then you did you a good job. Convinced it. I mean, that, that's you should just apply to be a salesman. I know. <laughs> you should put that on your resume. Is uh, I know how to get laid. <laughs> I can guess the color of women's underwear. Mm-hmm. And it's nine times out of ten, completely inaccurate. Sixty percent of the time, it works every time. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, totally. There's probably a few comedy clubs right in that area. Oh yeah. Um, uh, Greenville, where I live now, it's uh, it's a growing town. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. you have all these young families with like you know the, the stereotypical dad and mom with two kids and a golden sure. retriever dog, and everything is like you know sunshine and lollipops. <laughs> um, but uh, we do have a um, a few comedy uh, places that um, there's open mic nights, some good shows. Um, Who are some of your like guys that you would think are are really funny? Uh, the first person I was introduced to that. Uh, maybe kind of uh, influenced my sense of humor was George Carlin. Oh, of course. I mean, that, that, that probably he's explains the, a lot about my raunchy humor. Um, he's one of the greatest. He's, he's an all-time great. Rest in peace. Here's another one of these civic customs. Swearing on the Bible. You understand that shit? They tell you to raise your right hand, place your left hand on the Bible. Does this stuff really matter? Which hand? Does God really give a fuck about details like this? Suppose you put your right hand in the Bible, you raise your left hand. Would that count? Or would God say, sorry, wrong hand, try again? <laughs> and what, why does one hand have to be raised? What is the magic in this gesture? This seems like some sort of a primitive voodoo mojo shtick. Why not put your left hand on the Bible, let your right hand hang down by your side? It's more natural. Well, put it in your pocket. Remember what your mother used to say? Don't put your hands in your pockets. Does she know something we don't know? Is this hand shit really important? Well, let's get back to the Bible, America's favorite national theatrical prop. Suppose the Bible they hand you to swear on is upside down, or backward, or both, and you swear to tell the truth on an upside down, backward Bible. Would that count? Suppose the Bible they hand you is an old Bible and half the pages are missing. Suppose all they have is a Chinese Bible in an American court, or a Braille Bible, and you're not blind. Suppose they hand you an upside-down, backward Chinese Braille Bible with half the pages missing. Gosh, it's, it's, I, I really like the, the late-night um, comedy. Um, I, I have a lot of respect for Trevor Noah. Good evening, everyone. Or as the French say, good evening. Uh, <laughs> no, it's bonjour, bienvenue. Yes, yes, I'm learning. I'm trying to practice my French. I'm not going to lie, Montreal probably has the sexiest border I've ever come to in my life. Yeah, I didn't feel like I was being interrogated, I felt like I was being flirted with. It was really sexy, and say, what are you planning to do in Montreal? I'm planning to stay, that's what I'm doing. The French, the French, the most romantic language in the world. No, the accent is romantic as well, but it is. It's funny how every accent has its own connotation to it. Speak with a French accent, you are sexy. How are you ladies? And then there's some accents just have no sex appeal to them at all. Like the Russian accent. 
There's nothing sexy about it. Everything the Russians say sounds dangerous and menacing. It doesn't matter what they say, because they've got that thing. Yes, I'm Russian. Go to kill you, break you. Destroy your family. But even if Russians say nice things, it still sounds dangerous. They still go, yes, fluffy rabbits and teddy bears. Mm-hmm. Um, Stephen Colbert. So are Bert and Ernie a gay couple, or are they simply two adult asexual men with no outside relationships living together to dull the pain of their loveless existence? In any case, it's 2018, and this whole argument feels a little dated. The question we should be asking is, are the Ninja Turtles a pansexual polyamorous quartet? Yeah. Seth Meyers, I, I just love their delivery and sure. how they just kind of put everything together and make you know stuff that you would think is boring or complicated like super easy to understand and hilarious. DC Comics has put out a new issue titled Batman Damned Number One that appears to show Bruce Wayne's penis exposed. Well, I just have to say I'm glad his parents aren't alive to see this. That's the beauty of comedy is that, uh, you know, especially in certain types of comedy, a lot of like, yeah, current event, political stuff, things that obviously certain comedians want to kind of have a message behind. Mm-hmm. It is super like cool that you can have certain guys that just have a, a way of explaining it where it's like, wow, it made me laugh. But also I thought, whoa, I understood it. Now. Yeah. Now I, that's kind of fucked up. Like, yeah, I laughed, but I never knew about, you know, the Sudan or whatever. Or, yeah. I mean, like uh, maybe it wasn't the best way to get my news, but like I listened to a lot of John Stewart and he would like explain what, what's going on sure. and, and you're just like, oh my God. But then you're also laughing at the same time. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. <laughs> And I don't know if that's, like, the best way to get your news, but it is definitely entertaining. It's a good... I mean, it, it is a way to get your news. Mm-hmm. So it, it's kind of sad that, like, there's so much criticism on them. It's like they're just trying to make a joke and, like, you know, make light of the situation. Yeah. They're not trying to, like, convince you to think a certain way. They're just making a joke. And like, yeah. sometimes it goes one way or another. And usually the joke is, isn't this fucked up? Yeah. Like, <laughs> well, this is real life right now? Mm-hmm. What is going on? Yeah. I think that's usually... is The joke is, like, we're just shining a light on this how absurd this is or this situation is really weird right we're all gonna die it's hilarious <laughs> <laughs> and everybody's like yeah it is weird <laughs> let's see what else is on Hey guys, it's Pitch Please again. Pitch Please. Your favorite segment with your favorite host with the most. April Lotshaw. Yeah. Hello. Uh, okay, so this one, I've decided that I'm looking for a new name for it because Pitch Perfect stole my beautiful idea. Mm-hmm. And so this one will be entitled Pitch Me Baby One More Line. Mm. I got it. I like it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's not hard to get. Oh, baby, baby. Exactly. That I should have thrown that on the end. Now I feel like an idiot. <laughs> okay. Daryl? Yep. As always, I'm trying to reach out past my artistic boundaries yeah. and explore you the won't... stories of our human existence. Awesome. I love those types of movies. The deeper, the better. No, that's what it's all going to be. So, specifically, this one, 
I decided I wanted to go into genre mm. because that's a particular beast. Yeah. So this is my pitch for my film noir. Oh, okay. Takes place in the 40s. Got it. Backdrop of stress, anxiety over World War II. Mm-hmm. We meet our titular hero, a detective. Of course. Hard-boiled, probably alcoholic. Yep. People out here, they don't even know the outside world exists. Might as well be living on the fucking moon. It's all one ghetto, man. Giant gutter in outer space. He's just came back from the war. He didn't go to the war. Oh, he he has a, a limp. He was a dodger, so, yeah. No, he, he has a medical condition. He couldn't go to the war. His right. brother died in the war. Oh, so that's why he's all bitter and hard. You were my brother, Anakin! I loved you! One of many reasons. Mm-hmm. And... His wife left him, too. She went into the war Probably. Well. <laughs> that seems correct. That seems right. We can throw that in there. Ted, I'm leaving you. Ted. Keys. Here are my keys. Here's my American Express card. Here's my Bloomingdale's credit card. Here's my checkbook. I've taken $2,000 out of our savings account because that's what I had in the bank when we first got married. Was this some kind of joke? Here's the cleaning. Here's the laundry ticket. You can pick them both up on Saturday. Point being, though, so we are following him mm-hmm. because he's the only man who no one notices. He's on the outside but the inside at the same time, and he can get away with things that other people can't. He notices things other people don't, and so he takes up the job for the highest employer you can have, the U.S. government to seek out who's secretly gay so that they can be jailed. <laughs> okay, so... Uh, he has to go undercover. You so know, this he guy has is an anti-hero. Go... No, he's a hero. Okay. That's This is a more daring film, I think, than has been made before because it's like Django Unchained, but more shocking... Because what the a, slaver is the hero, and by yeah. the slaver I mean the man who's trying to jail the gays for being gay. I like that premise, and maybe we can have kind of like a, you know, like an American History X tone, where at the beginning, you know, he's he's very unlikable, but then towards yeah. the end, you know, the gays turn his ways. Oh, you know, oh, they, oh, they we could go. No, oh my god. He meets a few gay guys that are actually pretty cool, and he's like, why am I imprisoning these guys? Why am I telling the government That's exactly, that, like, where their uh, naked his, baths are? His loyalties are questioned. Do you wonder ever, you're a bad man? No, I don't wonder, Morty. world needs bad men. We keep the other bad men from the door. I love... No, that's brilliant. That's like that amazing film. Uh, it has... It's the undercover dude. Mm-hmm. Undercover brother? Yes, that's what I was thinking of, definitely. That's it. No, 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 but it's like that. So this is gonna be... But that's the entire idea, is where's he gonna go in the 
man, tell you what, I know which yeah. way it is. It's the God-loving, put-the-homos-in-jail way. But <laughs> we don't know, though, because he sees them as people now. Right. So, so now, you know, it's really... Does he incriminate his quote-unquote friends now? And or quote-unquote lovers? Multiple? Maybe. That's, oh, that's even a good... Like, Isn't it? The, one of the gay like, guys turns him no, gay. But, like emotionally like he refuses to cross that physical boundary because right. to his mind that's wrong mm-hmm. but emotionally he's connecting in a way he hasn't connected before not like even that. with his bitch ex-wife we could have had a good life together fucking real good life had us a place of our own but you didn't want it Ennis. you count the damn few times that we have been together in nearly 20 years and you measure the short fucking leash you keep me on and then you ask me about mexico and you tell me you kill me for needing something i don't hardly never get you have no idea how bad it gets i'm not you i can't make it on a couple of high altitude bucks once or twice a year you are too much for me Ennis. son of a horse bitch i wish i knew how to quit you I feel like this is an Ang Lee type movie. It is. It you know, is. Like right off of Brokeback, like you know, he already knows how to like film really touching gay movies. Why not give him this so he can like you know take a second shot at what it really means to be you know closeted gay in the 1940s? You know who I was thinking for the lead? Hmm. Mandy Patinkin. Of course. I'm thinking Patinkin. Of course. I'm thinking Patinkin. He sounds Always. amazing He's in this role. He's my muse. Yeah. Can't you see him being gay? You keep using the word. I don't think it means what you think it means. Uh, yeah. Of course. Or undercover gay. Of but course. is he gay? We don't even know at a certain point. Mm-hmm. We're going to go ahead and just go all the way with it. Do you want to hear my title I have for it? Yes. The Ball Tease Outcome. <laughs> I get it. I, I I get it. Yes, it's a play on words. And I, hardly that. <laughs> no, I like it. And who who are maybe some of the supporting cast? You know, some of the gay guys that he's trying to book or whatever. Oh man, some of the gay guys. Okay, well, first you of know, all, let's co-star. get Toby McGuire in there. Oh, I like it. Hey, I'm coming for you. I want that man's career to be involved with my career. Like, I see a great future for him. Yeah, so not only is it like a gay love story, but it's also like multi-generational. So it's like, you know, obviously Mandy Patinkin is a little older. But that's the thing, though, is that this is a forbidden thing. So age differences are, you know, it's so much riskier if you meet someone mm-hmm. you really connect with them in yes. any real way age yes. differences things like that they fall away yes. it's exploration of the human spirit I like it I in, was my, also... in my film The Ball Tease Outcome mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and hopefully there's a MacGuffin for your, in... for your consideration mm-hmm. Oscar and Emmy Thank yeah you. Hopefully there is a MacGuffin in this story, just like the Maltese Falcon. It's fair. It's probably See? like stolen documents yeah. from the government or something. Yeah, that that that's a good MacGuffin. Right? Yeah. No, it's, it's the stolen documents from the government from someone who was incriminated. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, like, it would make this detective's case. Yes. Like, it would make his career yes. to get these documents. And everybody's looking for the documents. Toby would, McGuire, Manny Patankin, everybody's looking for them. It would incriminate gay men and women all the way to the top. Yep. 
all, all the way to FDR. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, hey, I didn't say it, but, you know, yep, it a... will be heavily implied. <laughs> Some people think that he wore that blanket because he had polio. Nope, it's because he was hiding his boner. <laughs> Was, Whenever all the spry young yep, interns yep, were in the room. Yep. He had to hide it somehow when all those, like, you know. When he's surrounded by men. Tight pants sailors came in to, like, you know, oh get their congressional medals. Gosh, yes. Yeah, he's like, shaking hands. He's touching, like, skin to skin contact. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm, yep. So good. He was hiding his gayness under polio. Right? There, yep. that Yeah. Hey. New conspiracy theory. We just yep. came up with it. I'll have to make a movie about that, probably. <laughs> Didn't have polio. He had gay. <laughs> just as deadly. Yep. In the time period, it kind of was, but you know, whatever. <laughs> I can see the, the uh, smear or the propaganda movies like, don't catch it. It'll get you and make you want to suck men's dicks. I can see those too. <laughs> because you just performed it for me. And I was like, yeah, that seems like what Daryl wants to do. <laughs> no, okay. okay. I'm ready to... Next hey, pitch. Man, I, I got, love it. This That's also right? going to make some... It, I think that's going to hit the Oscar rounds. You no, know? That's, that's why I was like, hit that's the award. an award movie. This mm-hmm. next one, mm-hmm. I'm also thinking, it's got to be Patinkin. <laughs> I want to get a t-shirt that says, I'm thinking Patinkin. <laughs> I want that more than life itself. <laughs> Dear God. Okay. <laughs> My next one, I have two more pitches for you. Is one film and one TV show. So, okay. Film. It's going to be called Justice and Love. Mm. You know why? Cuz they're both blind. Oh. That's why. So, what if it was called Blind Justice? But then you don't get the love reference. Ah, uh, you and you bury the lead of them being blind. They're not blind. They're not. (laughs) Okay. Should have told you the title at the end, like I usually do. (laughs) Anyhow, so this is going to be my lighthearted thing. This will be a rom-com, you know? This will be a moneymaker. This will be a Valentine's Day release. And since it's like a a rom-com, obviously the character... Pitinkin. (laughs) Yes. The characters that you're playing or that are in the movie have to be, you know, their last names have to be like Justice and Love or something like that. Some shit like that. We'll figure it out. I always love when the last name is part of the title of the movie. No, that is, that I will have to work that in. I do like that idea. Mm -hmm. I won't give you credit for it. I'll say I came up up (laughs) with it, but thank you. No, okay. You want to hear about this though? It's a divorce lawyer. Mm -hmm. He's the man. He's a divorce lawyer. He's jaded. He's seen it all. And he He's no also longer divorced. believes in any shit. No, he never even got into love in the first place. Because as mm. soon as he started divorce lawyering, he's like, this is bullshit. Yeah. Love isn't even Marriage real. Is you want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers? I want the truth! You can't handle the truth! Don't use that hate speech in my film script. <laughs> Anyhow, Being no. wed is... Retarded. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. Thank you, thank you. That's what I wanted to hear. Okay, I just want to know that we're respecting minorities. Right, right, right. Okay, well. no. Okay, divorce lawyer over it all. Thinks he's better than that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And he starts working, like, as the attorney 
for a woman who's getting a divorce and her job, she's a romance writer. Like, oh. she writes the Bodice Rippers. She writes the things right. that everyone says are right. stupid or are just over the top. Like the, the, and the stories that have Fabio on the cover. Exactly. Mm-hmm. That's who she is. I like and it. And she's getting a divorce. And so he is her divorce lawyer. And through that's the thing. is They're in this situation, and throughout the process... He's a shoulder for her to cry on. And, like, she shows him. She'll say, like, you know, maybe my... Yeah, I elevate things in my books. Or we make them over the top. But even if it seems crazy, those things can feel over the top just in a quiet way to the individual. When you're feeling... Like, she makes it make sense to him. She opens up his world to the idea... That love exists, maybe just not in the way he thought, and maybe it requires you to take a risk that he was never willing to take. I love that you get cold when it's 71 degrees out. I love that it takes you an hour and a half to order a sandwich. I love that you get a little crinkle above your nose when you're looking at me like I'm nuts. I love that after I spend a day with you, I can still smell your perfume on my clothes. And I love that you are the last person I want to talk to before I go to sleep at night. And it's not because I'm lonely. And it's not because it's New Year's Eve. I came here tonight because when you realize you want to spend the rest of your life with somebody, you want the rest of your life to start as soon as possible. I Can I throw out some suggestions too? Hell yeah, you can. I want to see some magic in this. I want to see magic too. So I'm thinking, at some pen and teller. When <laughs> no, I'm talking about like literal magic, like rom com yes. magic. No, 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 that too, that too. We can have both. Where like somehow he gets hit in the head, or you know, falls down a elevator shaft, or something like that. And then when he comes to, he like starts to see his world. Like the novels that she writes, it's the like the world suddenly is all over the top and like melodramatic. This is Dr. Franz Blau of the Sex Change Clinic in Bethesda, Maryland. Thank you, Dr. Randall. After extensive investigation, I've come to the conclusion that it's virtually impossible for you to have impregnated your nurse, Montana Moorhead, because before she came to our little clinic, she was. Milton Moorhead of Syosset, Long Island. Hello. I love that idea. See, but that's the thing, though, is that it's... And he's like, what the hell is going on here? We would need to have it be, like, a good explanation. Like, because there are the temporary physical things, like, hit on the head or whatever. But I like the idea of... I like that idea of we just need to find the right setup where it's basically... She's brought him out of his dark, gloomy, cold yes. headspace of facts and whatnot into the headspace of the her side of the human experience, which is acknowledging and understanding emotions and stopping to smell the roses. What if he's and like, um... helping old ladies across the street and then seeing their smile at the mm-hmm. end of it, and that made your entire week. God damn it. What if he's also like, you know, like he's kind of Maybe he gets on antidepressants. Maybe that's what it is. Like it's kind of like a shallow hal type of thing where he's schlubby. Okay, yeah, yeah. And then like when he gets Oh, here's a good idea. He's 
he to better understand his client, he starts to read one of her novels. No, that's gonna happen. He's gonna read one of the novels. Brilliant. Brilliant. This is why we're collaborators. Lightning strikes him, so then like since he's holding the book. Hey, if Wes Anderson can do it, we can too. That's so he's in the bathtub and maybe uh you know a hairdryer falls in it or something like that. Yes, yes, yes. So then he gets shocked and the like essence of the book, you know, changes him. And then obviously since he's kind of schlubby and whatnot, like once the transformation hits, he looks in the mirror and he's all like he looks like Fabio. He's all like fucking all hunky and shit. I love and, like, this. I love this. Daryl, I think this is all leading up. Do you wanna know? I because I have a grand Climax planned. So end of the film. Because I think everything you're saying is leading right up to it. I think we're in exactly the right spot to tackle this. Because the entire idea is that he's never felt like real love. Mm -hmm. And she has opened his eyes to the idea that maybe he hasn't been open to it. And he hasn't been willing to make himself vulnerable and take a real risk to actually try and find love. Mm -hmm. And that's like... It's not that love does or doesn't exist. It's that it's always a gamble. Yeah. And so finally, you know, penultimately, when she is finally divorced officially and they're, you know, sharing a cigarette outside of the courthouse Mm -hmm. because they're both trying to quit. But they're like, it was a rough day. Hey, we'll each have half and all that. Yeah, that's like their thing that they do. No, exactly. He finally breaks down. He says, I love you. And... I've come to know you so deeply through our uh, lawyer and client kayaking trips and our <laughs> lawyer and client doing acid together in the desert. Right, or like trip like, to the Alps or something. It, all of those things. Yeah. It's a crazy, you know, it's a difficult profession. Mm-hmm. Anyhow, and he finally asks her, like, I would like to take you out sometime. I would like to romantically pursue now that you're no longer a married woman Mm -hmm. and she's not interested right because she's like i just got divorced of course i'm not not really looking for a thing which confirms his original beliefs about love uh that it's a sham and he dies a bitter lonely old man who yells at his neighbors get off my lawn now it's the end of the film. That's interesting. He's still he's old, Fabio. Now, right, right, but right. He still yells at his neighbors. No, I like that idea. Um, it's definitely more of a realistic approach. You know, get, hit him. With, it's full of magic. How yeah, can that be realistic? We, we were. It was all magic up at the all up until this point, and then we hit him with a good dose of reality at the end. It's still magic at the end. He's still Fabio. He's That's just true. old, angry mm-hmm. Fabio who's yeah. alone. Mm-hmm. Because like other then, beautiful women flocked to him, but he was in love with that one woman, and she wouldn't have him, and it just confirmed everything he learned as a divorce lawyer. And what if he? Uh, and then he becomes an advocate for the death penalty. Yeah, and that's the rest of his career. I like that idea. And also, uh, what if she then writes a best-selling novel based on their story? Like, right afterwards. And then he sees it published, and then that just, you know, makes him that much more angry, too. The knife in the back. Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yep. I love it. No, I do, too. It's a good moral. Okay, Daryl, we got one left to go. 
All right. We the have TV one show, right? Left to go. Yes, this is a TV show. This is a reality TV show, and it's going to follow the cutthroat world of competitive gardening. I'm going to be a total bitch. I'm going to get rid of who I have to get rid of, and I'm going to hurt people's feelings, and I'm going to laugh when people cry, and I'm going to own it. So this is what I'm saying. There are neighborhoods. You have your neighbor. You know, they have their peonies. You have your roses, and... That being said, there so there's the intrapersonal competition, mm-hmm. but also there are competitions in reality about who grows the most perfect rose. Oh, yeah. Who, you know, has the best home and garden, all of that yeah. crap. So we're combining it This, this kind of sounds like a, a, a Christopher Guest type movie, you know, a mockumentary. It's not a mockumentary. It's very real. It's very real. We follow the mothers and grandmothers and stay-at-home dads of various neighborhoods, Mm -hmm. and they compete to have the best garden and home appearance. And if they win, they get elected to the HOA, the Homeowners Association. That's their their, uh, prize that they get. And they also get bragging rights over Mrs. Turner because we all know they're fake, right? Like, trip to the Bahamas, my ass. You think she's had work done on that ass as well? What? Like, they get to, like, they get to have bragging rights over whatever annoying neighbor they have. Like, it's like, you just bought a boat. Well, I have the best house on the block, according to TLC. Right, better homes and gardens or something like that, yeah. That's exactly it. It's gonna mm-hmm. be. It's gonna be just a competition, I'm... mainly old ladies, some wives, yeah. some husbands. Yeah. But is that interpersonal drama? Cass, she said that you know I'm being really mean to her. I don't think I'm being mean to her. I'm ignoring her. Maybe that's mean, but I think she's been, you know, ignored and made fun of all her life. So she should be used to this. Do you want to know the name? Yeah. Do you, do you want to know the name of the show? Yep. Big Mother. Okay. <laughs> and every season will be named after a different neighborhood. So it'll be, season one will be right. Big Mother, Boyle Heights. Yeah. And it'll be Big Mother. Big Mother. Bixby Knowles. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yes. I guess. Yes. And it's, and it's just, we just get everyone in the neighborhood. Big Mother. To be Malibu. on Big Mother. Yeah. Yeah. And... And that's the point. That's what separates them from each other. But it's the actual real drama of people who are actual neighbors mm-hmm. and have lived around each other before this point and will continue yeah. to afterwards. Any young producers, any yeah. industry folks currently listening, I'm pretty sure that we could, as like a host for Big Mother, we could oh. get Mandy Patinkin. <laughs> I'm sure shoehorn him in I'm sure he could get in. I'm I'm ready. I bet he loves gardening, too. I'm sure he has an amazing garden himself. Okay, get off Broadway. Get on my reality Mm -hmm. TV show that doesn't exist, Mandy. I love you. (laughs) Yeah, get off those big blockbuster movies and get on to this reality TV show. (laughs) It doesn't yet exist, but when it does, whoo boy, you'll be glad. It's a step up. We'll tell you that already. Exactly. Like, don't worry about your career. It's 
very safe. You don't need to worry about money or anything anymore. Nope. You can only do passion projects from now on, Mandy, and I'm here mm-hmm. to be a conduit for that. Well, Mandy, if you are I'm listening, which I'm patinkin. sure you are. I'm yeah. thinking Patinkin. I'm thinking Patinkin. <laughs> That's my new catchphrase for all of life. I'm thinking Patinkin. <laughs> yeah, and all of these movies slash TV shows, he would be amazing in. He would. I'd. That's. They were either inspired by him, mm-hmm. or I made them with him in mind. No, I so, get it. Yeah. You, know? you have to do that. Like sometimes, you know, you you need to create projects with certain people in mind. That what that's what it's makes true. the project better. It's true. Daryl, what do you think of my pitches this week? I love them all. On. I think. Uh, Pitch me, baby. One more line, baby, baby. Yeah. I feel like they're all winners. Uh, they're all gonna be great. What was your favorite one? I want to say the first one. You liked the first one. You mm-hmm. liked the gay, the gay the, episode, or the the, the, the one film with, noir one. Yes, the ball tease outcome. I love that one. It's very. I don't want to say close to home, but it is something that I can see myself being very intrigued about. Right, mm-hmm. right. Especially if it has Mandy Patinkin. Obviously, it's gonna have Mandy Patinkin. It's. I'm gonna pull a Sylvester Stallone, but it won't be like I need to be the lead. It'll be like. Mandy needs to be the lead, yep. and I will die on top of this script if he isn't. <laughs> and they're like, no, we'll give you billions of dollars. Please, April, mm-hmm. please. And I'm like, no, I'm an artist. <laughs> and then I'll continue to starve on the streets of L.A. Yep. I love it. Well, the guys, until next time, we're going to just have April starve until then. Yep. But... This has been another Pitch Please, a.k.a. Pitch Me Baby, one more line. Baby, baby. 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 I, I do remember I was working at Lowe's one time, yeah. and uh, I was just making, uh, mixing a paint can for this woman, and she was just like asking me questions like, "Oh, are are, are you like studying Clemson?" Oh, yeah, I, I'm just finishing up my degree. Mm-hmm. She's like, "Oh, and how old is this lady?" This lady's like fifty. Let's say fifty. Okay, give or take five years. Right. She's like, "Oh, my daughter's in Clemson." Mm-hmm. She's like, "Oh, she she's like a, a sophomore." Nice. She just got off a relationship, so she's a little like worried about nice. uh, dates. Needless to say, she was trying to set me up with her daughter. I always love that one, that the mom that's like the wingman for the for the daughters. That's awesome. Yeah, it, it it's. I awesome. need to meet more of those moms. Yeah, <laughs> it's awesome in theory, but I I knew like that daughter is just too embarrassed. I mean, she was she showed me a she picture. Was, oh, it, so she was there with the daughter, or no, no, that she had a picture of her daughter on her phone. And did you go like, yes, give me her number? Uh, I in in my mind, I was like, yeah, that she's cute. I, I take her out, but mm-hmm. uh, then I was also thinking one. How am I going to like play it off as like it's okay if I, I got your number from your mom, <laughs> you know? And then like also I'm about to graduate and move out of town and you're still having her three years. Like oh uh, yeah, yeah, that's totally gonna work. I have a feeling like yeah, she probably wouldn't have been that susceptible to her mom pimping her out. Yeah, you know you would think. I guess the mom would do it. The dad would never do something like that. Of course, the dad's never gonna be like, "I got this hot daughter. What's going on? You, <laughs> you seem like it? a cool dude." Yeah, <laughs> you got a job, obviously. I see you working here at Lowe's, <laughs> so that's cool. Oh gosh, 
yeah, yeah, totally, totally uh, living up to my potential, mixing up paint, mm-hmm. knowing knowing that uh, I all that time I spent taking calculus that I used that to know like what uh, two cans of uh, thirty dollar paint costs. <laughs> I always had, I remember having uh, my mom try to set me up with a few of her, like, nursing coworkers, and, uh, you know, it was always this, like, at first, like, hey, Daryl, you should hang out with this, like, coworker of mine, she's super cool, blah, 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 and I'm thinking, like, my mom's already talked me up about it, like, she's already, like, hit her up and said, like, yeah, my son's super cool, you should hang out, here's what he looks like, you know, trying to, like, put in, like, the first steps. Mm Mm-hmm. But no, it was like she was totally like, yeah, you should hit up her. And then I'm like thinking that she's already kind of knows me or knows of me. Like my mom's talked to her about me. Mm-hmm. But then like I'd hit her up and totally be like, yeah, my mom said that uh, we should hang out sometime. And she's like, really? Because she's never talked to me about you at all. Or she's like, I don't know who you are. Like, what are you? Okay. So, you know, you know, Deanne. So what? Cue the sad sound effect. Yeah, and then I would totally be like, thanks, Mom. Like, maybe you should actually talk to her and get her feeling about it and then let me know, like, hey, this girl, you should hit up. <laughs> I mean, my mom, she uh, she and her coworkers, like, her coworker would have a daughter that's, mm-hmm. like, my age. Yeah. And they, the moms would conspire to try and set us up. Of course. And uh, it, it, my mom was like... Like an arranged marriage. Yeah, yeah, it was, it was an arranged date, and I was totally not for that. Of course. And... Was the girl totally not for it either? Um, gosh, I think I think there was one time like I had to message this girl because my yeah. mom just like handed me the phone and with the num- with her number on it, mm. and I'm like, okay, I'll send the message just for you, mom. Mm. <laughs> my mom says I should talk to you. <laughs> what is up? <laughs> <laughs> my mom says I should talk to you too. Not much. Uh, hey, I'm just sending this message so it looks like I'm actually like texting you and like totally interested in making this happen, but I. Both, I think we both know this is totally too weird. <laughs> yeah, it is weird how like two parents could definitely be talking to themselves in a weird way of like these. Our kids should bone, shouldn't they? Yeah, they never, they never really like. I don't think they think that through. No, they don't. But they should. They should be like, hey, if this works out, they're definitely going to be fucking in our one of our cars later, right? Yeah. <laughs> it, well, gosh, I mean that's why you don't hear dads talking about it because like, no. if a dad's talking about setting up his daughter, he knows. It's going to go all the way around the bases eventually if it mm-hmm, works out. Mm-hmm. He doesn't want to think about that. No. No. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure they don't even want to think about, like, their son, you know, plowing a bunch of chicks or whatever either. Even though that could be a, a different thought. I, I don't know. In a way, I, kind of be a, I, I would kind of be a proud dad if my right. son was doing that. It's like he's, 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 he's living a better life than I, I could have. You Do know, you think, like... Your dad would ever, like, give you, like, kind of, like, a silent high-five if he saw you bringing home, like, a really cute girl? He'd be like, yeah. Oh, totally. He's my son, guys, with the hot chick. See, no, he would totally embarrass me and be like, he would just tell the, the girlfriend straight up, like, wow, he did a really good job. Mm-hmm. You're gorgeous. <laughs> Which is a weird thing to hear from a parent. It is. It is. I mean, I think anything is kind of weird when you hear it from your parent. And I always like the parent that's automatically like, how'd he get so lucky? Whoa, what'd he do? It's like, thanks for talking me up, Dad. <laughs> like, what is he doing with you? And you're like, Dad. How much money did he pay you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Shut up, Dad. <laughs> Just smile, wave, answer, or speak when you've spoken to. <laughs> right, right. Stop questioning her motives. <laughs> Maybe she just likes weird, dorky dudes. <laughs> Do not make her second guess this decision. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
Because maybe that's yeah, she hears that from your dad, and, and she's like, yeah, you're right. <laughs> what am I doing with this dude? <laughs> See ya. <laughs> thanks for thanks for telling him. Like oh. you would know him best. You're his dad. <laughs> Gosh. Oh, <laughs> um, I remember I was set up with uh, this girl by my friend, and because mm-hmm. um, they were visiting Clemson because uh, for the Clemson South Carolina football game. Sure. And um, she was hanging out with her mom the whole time yeah and they were like tailgating and drinking and all mm-hmm. this stuff and it was it was just weird like you're trying to get know get to know this woman but then you have like you have to like you know kind of take her away from her friend but mm-hmm. her friend is her own mother yeah <laughs> it's like ah. see that's why you need a guy like me who's at that age where i'd be definitely like i'll hang out with the mom yeah if the mom is definitely you know still looking good l- likes the party it's like hell yeah you take the college co-ed i'll hang out with the sexy milf and we can definitely still make this work. Tag team. Yeah. Double yeah. trouble. I mean, I would I'm 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 totally into uh girls in their thirties. I guess that's Because you're in your thirties. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and uh it's weird. It's weird when you like suddenly at a certain when you're young, you're like you know, you look at women that were your mom's age and stuff, you know, mm-hmm. your your mom's parents or other parents. And you're like, Yeah, I mean I guess they were hot like at one time. But you're te- it's totally like 30 years ahead of you, so you're like, yeah, not into that. It's, it, I, I, I don't know if you've ever done this where like your parents will show like pictures of like them or like their friends when they were your age, like young, mm-hmm. and you look mm-hmm. at them and go like, well, my dad did good. Yeah. Or <laughs> Totally. And I, but then you get to that age now, though, and then it is like, how did these women suddenly get a lot hotter? What happened? Yeah, like, why am I now into these older ladies more? It's like, oh, because you're old too, douche. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you look at, look at yourself in the mirror and you start thinking, like, okay, this is what I look like. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now I got to see, okay, what puzzle what puzzle piece will fit perfectly with me? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and uh, guess what? It's not going to be that 21-year-old. No. Mm-hmm. Though we still we still look. Yeah, it's true. I'm not going to lie, though. It'd be, it'd be weird to hang out with an 18-year-old. I, it's weird for me to hang out with someone who's not 21. Right, right. Someone that couldn't drink would be weird. Yeah, because like you, you go to a restaurant, and you're like, I'll have a beer. Well, what will your what will your friend have? Oh, she's gonna have a a, yeah. a, a juice box, a Capri Sun. <laughs> yeah, and put it in a sippy cup, please. Oh, but add ice. Put mm-hmm. it on the rocks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll have yeah, Caribbean Crush on ice. I'll I'll have a Virgin screwdriver. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> Waiter's like, what the? F-? Okay, I'm gonna spit in your Virgin screwdriver. <laughs> I feel like also, um, yeah, it's just I have a, a younger sister that's, uh, you know, roughly around the same age as you. And mm-hmm. it's like she'll have, like, girlfriends and stuff hanging out or, like, they'll be, like, you know, especially when they were in high school still. And I was, like, you know, in my late 20s or, like, just turning 30. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, they'd be hanging out. And I would totally be like, yeah, they're cute, but that would, that's weird. It's like, weird. I don't want to, like, it just feels awkward to be around you guys. Yeah. And I mean, like, you, you can't even say, like, oh, like, I'm not attracted to her, or, like, I don't think right. she looks good. No, it's the, that's the fact. It's because they do look good. You're like, uh, I can't know. Yeah. It's, I mean, you, you're going back to, like, you're thinking like a young man again. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, ah, <laughs> uh, I don't want to, bad decisions were made back then. <laughs> <laughs> yep, yep, yep. I need to control. A beggar, a better, like, this needs to be a better choice. <laughs> yeah. Oh, gosh. It's so, it's, I mean, like, even, like, when my friend has, like, a girlfriend, mm-hmm. and, like, they ask, like, oh, what do you think about her? You don't want to say, like, oh, I think she's ugly. 
Because yeah. I'd be like, oh, what? what? No, she's gorgeous. Screw you. But you don't also want to be like, oh, she's fucking hot, man. Yeah, and those, man, you did good. And those tits. Bro. High five, bro. <laughs> I totally hit that. Wait, what? <laughs> oh, no, no, no. I mean, I, I, I would totally sit away from that. Yeah. <laughs> there has to be like a happy medium, which is like, eh. I'm happy for you. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, she's all right. She's a good fit for you. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> You went to the observatory? Yes. The Griffith, the Griffith Observatory? Yes. The, How was that? It was a one big giant telescope. Mm-hmm. Did you get to actually look in it? No, unfortunately not. Um, they had a lot of cool, really cool displays um, about like the solar system and the universe and stuff like that. They had some cool dioramas. and <laughs> Sweet. Was it made out of paper mache or something Plastic? Uh, I think it was some plastic. I don't mm, know. There cool. were there were a lot of pretty colors. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Ooh, little shiny stars. Yeah. Did you uh, learn if your uh, Mercury was in retrograde or not? What? <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, like an astrology type of thing. You know, you haven't heard uh, chicks talk about that. Like, I can't date you tonight. My Mercury's in retrograde. Oh no, I've been asked like, "What's your sign?" You know, like, mm. what, what group? Are you? I'm like, I think I'm a. Taurus, and then they tell you you tell them your birthday, and then they automatically go, "Nah, you're this." Yeah, or you're total, you're totally a Scorpio. Mm-hmm. You're such a Scorpio. It's like, oh my god. Okay, mm-hmm. sure. So you don't believe in any of that? I mean, it's kind of weird. I had one. My roommate's girlfriend one time was like, looked at me. He's like, "Oh, you're totally a Taurus," and then she like looked up like some profile that like explained what a Taurus is, mm-hmm. and like it was kind of weird because it kind of explained my personality, right? But it was just like, no. But it could have probably uh, described, like, you know, my personality, too. Yeah, it's like, how does how does w- the time that my parents get it on mm-hmm. determine what kind of, like, personality am I going to have? Right, right, yeah. right. Like, I was this far away from the sun. This star was over here. So that's going to make me angry towards women. The planets were aligned, and so I became a goddess. It's mm-hmm. like, no. I, right. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be, I can't, I'll be indecisive because this one star was over my left shoulder when I was having uh, contractions. <laughs> I mean, it, it's, maybe they'll say it's like some magnetic field, mm-hmm, bozo mm-hmm. crap or something like that. But. Right. Well, if the moon can control the waves, why can't it control your feelings? Uh, I mean, that, that, that is true. My feelings are like the tide. They go high and low. Mm-hmm. Yep. Because you know, I'm, I'm a delicate flower. <laughs> yeah, the waves are bipolar, God damn it. I mean, I think Mother Nature is bipolar, especially in the South. It is. Because it's like, it's like one minute it's like pouring rain and like miserable, and the next minute it's like super sunny and yeah. the clouds are gone. Someone needs to get a chemical, you know, they need a, a reuptake. You know, <laughs> they need some sort of, uh, you know... Zoloff or uh, Mother Nature or something like that. Well, uh, did you see the movie Geostorm, where like they control the weather? Oh wow! Was and that what should have been should have been called Zoloff for Mother Nature? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> Maybe we'd have gotten a little more a bigger hit at the box office. <laughs> yeah. Well, would have had a better sponsor. Yeah. I mean, you don't mess with the Zolon. You don't mess Mm-mm. with the Zoloff. <laughs> <laughs> this summer, from the producers who brought you Zoloft and Prozac comes GX Storm. Da, da, da. Mm-hmm. No, I get it. And that was with, uh, what was his face? Uh, Liam Neeson? No, 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 no. It was uh, Gerald Butler. Oh, even better. Yeah, and then uh, Andy Garcia was our president. Mm-hmm. I mean, 
<laughs> Did he ever yell out, This is Mother Nature! <laughs> Oh my god! If he totally did that, I, I didn't see the movie, but I, if he uh, did that, yeah. I totally would have seen it. I heard it was horrible. <laughs> I mean, it's kind of like interesting to think of like possibly controlling the weather, mm-hmm. and it's like you know why don't we just make mo- every Monday rain? Yeah, just because you know, like Mondays already suck. Yes. So why don't we just know? Okay, it's gonna rain. It's gonna suck. Mm-hmm. But then you get through that, and it's like every Saturday is a sunny day. That would be cool. They had that in Back to the Future too, where you know you could control the weather. Exactly. It was like mm-hmm. wait a minute, wait twenty minutes. Bam. Clouds are gone. Yep. Boom. But nobody was always like, what the fuck? You can't do that. Everybody was cool with it. I mean, yeah. I mean, like, that'd be the perfect scenario. Yeah. In 89, when that movie was made, people were like, oh, wow. I hope 20 years from now that it does happen. <laughs> but in 20 years, people were like, no, fuck with the, anything. In fact, we're doing too much as it is. We're making the war- the earth warmer. Apparently, we are controlling the weather, just not the way we want it. Yes. we <laughs> No. <laughs> we're, tr- we're controlling it with greenhouse gases instead. Oh, but it's a conspiracy made by China. Remember that. Of course. <laughs> Everything comes from China. Yep. Our, our toys, our lead paint. Our world calamities. And everything. Our, and, our, and our Panda Express, now our weather. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm totally for it. I mean, China makes the best things. Why not have them control the weather? I mean, they have, a, they have over a billion people there, so they must be doing something right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> They're using a lot of weather there. They got a lot of people using that weather. I mean, they have cookies with fortune in them. Oh, yeah. I, I believe, though, that was an American thing. Just Yeah, that probably makes a lot of sense. It was us culturally appropriating their cookie industry. It's like, your cookies are lame. We need to put stuff in it. Yeah, we're going to make it, it better. We'll, we'll call it a fortune cookie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I, I even think they were uh, invented in California. It was like a Chinese uh, restaurant or whatever that, yeah, started making them. Hey, guys, the internet here. According to Wikipedia, there are two competing Asian restaurants that have claimed to be the first to offer fortune cookies in their establishments, both in California. The first place is up in San Francisco called Golden Gate Park's Japanese Tea Garden, and the other down in LA called the Hong Kong Noodle Factory. Some historical society voted in favor of the Japanese Tea Garden, further illustrating that most things that look like it was made in China and bought in America really came from Japan. I heard the French dip comes from California. Yeah. Like a French, I heard this, a French man. Philippe's. That's yeah. like the, the big one out here in LA. Yeah, that's what it is. And there was like one night a French man walked into a, to Philippe's and said, I want a sandwich with uh, roast beef and then the juices from the roast beef. Mm-hmm. On it, yeah. On it. And he's like, he's like, le bleu. <laughs> this is amazing. Es una bonita. Yeah. I feel like uh, it is good. I've been to Philippe's a few times. It is tasty, and their mustard. Oh my gosh! It it'll put it'll burn your nose hairs. <laughs> like that stuff is no joke. It, it's like if you have like sinus pressure, or mm-hmm. if you just like have a cold and you can't breathe through your nose, just get that mustard. Yeah, because it's made with like wasabi or something else. Like it's got something else besides just mustard seed in it. Oh no! I mean, have, have you ever like had to take a, a huge chunk of wasabi and just eat it plain? I have done it on accident. Not like a not like a dare or anything. I had to do it on the dare one time. How was that? So amazing, you know. Like <laughs> I'd you, do it again. You do not live until you take a handful of wasabi and just eat it. Is it, uh, so I, is the sushi good out there? I mean, I would assume it's better here. I yeah. I don't eat much sushi. I mm-hmm. only eat it. You only, just eat wasabi. Yeah, I, the only time I <laughs> ate sushi was for a date. <laughs> you were you, you were dared to eat sushi and wasabi in the same time. Yeah, I was like, look, 
I'm a tough guy. Let me watch this. And I eat a whole thing of wasabi. <laughs> Your date dared you to eat wasabi? <laughs> She's like, I don't consider a man serious until he takes a whole thing of wasabi. Mm-hmm, and I'm mm-hmm. like, okay, B, let's yep. try it. Well, she knew that if you were willing to do that, you'd be willing to pretty much do anything. I mean, that's like taking a bullet for her. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And did it impress her? Because girls get impressed by guys doing stupid feats of strength. Yeah, I, I think she was impressed for about five seconds. And then when I had like no like boogers coming out my nose and I was like crying, <laughs> like, you know, at the end of I'm fine. at the end of the notebook, you're just bawling out tears of like yeah. sorrow that, that she kind of like shied away from it. <laughs> she was like, that's awesome. But never call me again. You're so amazing. I totally am not for you. Yeah, I need to have you date anybody else besides me. I'm not worthy. Of your awesomeness. I'm, I'm just so, like, overwhelmed by your awesomeness. You're awesoming mm-hmm. all over the place. <laughs> it, it could be wasabi coming out of your nose, but I'll call that awesomeness. I, I've, I've been known to prematurely awesome all over. <laughs> it's a condition, I swear. Ew. <laughs> I, mean, I, I can't I can't stay up and watch this stuff, so I always like watch clips in the morning. And sure. It's it. Sadly, though, sometimes they the, some comedians will make like the same joke about a certain topic, and mm-hmm. you're like, oh no, yep. I need original material. Yep. But I mean, sometimes the joke is just sitting there right in front of you. Yeah, those are yeah, and and to do it every day too, that's got to be crazy. Like, right. and obviously they have a, a team of writers, mm-hmm. but still, just having to come up with like content every day. Yeah, I, I've heard a lot of people like in in that area say like there's just so much news going on that mm. it's like it's too much for them to handle. Yeah, there is too much. It's like a, a Trevor Noah's like ain't nobody got time for that, and he just talks about like a big headline <laughs> that we would be spending weeks about talking mm-hmm, about mm-hmm. for like five seconds. Like, but we get we don't have time to talk about that because there's also this going on. Yep, it's true. It's so true that there's so much shit that and it's as soon as you hear that one thing and you're outraged and you're like yeah what the fuck like we should do something about it two seconds later it's like yeah but did you hear about this other crazy thing that mm-hmm. just happened and you're like no but let's now focus on that i mean like some as much as i would like to say like uh, i mean i'm a democrat and living mm. in the south i'm a i'm a blue drop of paint in a red can yeah that's uh, uh, hard that's i mean and why can't everybody just turn purple instead you know, let's just mix red and blue together. Why can't we be friends? Yep. Why can't we be friends? Because they are a different from us <laughs> in some stupid ways. Because they're devils. Yep. <laughs> in some arbitrary ways. <laughs> but why can't we be friends? Gosh. Um, I feel like, though, uh, yeah, this is it's the same thing with uh, down here in a way where there's, you know, California being a predominantly Democratic state, but there are drops of uh, Republicans around, mm-hmm. especially in Orange County and, you know, better parts of <laughs> certain towns. Gosh, uh, it's always funny when, like... I wouldn't I, say better better in quotes. It's more like a more money. Well off. More yeah. Well off. I, I don't know. It's, I don't know. It's kind of funny because, like, you'll hear people who are, like, live in the rural areas or, like, you know may not have the most amount of money and they'll be like super Republican and then you mm-hmm. hear the super rich people who are like super Republican but then you hear like the middle class and like 
I would, I'm a Democrat. I would mm-hmm. love for like free healthcare. I can't afford this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I don't want to pay for college. It's too much for student loans. Definitely. So it, but it's just, it's so weird for like people on opposite ends of the money spectrum to be having the same idea about mm-hmm. stuff. Like, why is it that a farmer in Iowa can feel so connected to a billionaire from New York who's never had to drive a car in his life? Right. I feel like it's certain, like certain guys want that freedom. They want that definitely. Like, you know, I don't want government in my pocket or they're like, you know, small government, small government. And I feel like, but a lot of poor people, you know, they don't want to change the taxes to help them while they're poor. They want to keep the taxes good for when they can be rich someday. Yeah. You know, it's always this like, well, when I'm rich, I don't want it to be raping me. So I'm going to vote against it because of course I'm going to be rich someday. 30 years later when I'm going to be rich. Yep. I don't want taxes holding me back. Yep. So, so I mean, yeah, people always kind of vote for like, what they think their life is going to be like, you know, someday down the road instead of like, well, what's your life now like? Mm-hmm. And the one thing I, I never really understood was like, you hear a lot of um, people on the Republican side go like, well, you know, we should, I don't want the federal government doing everything for me, you know, leave it to the states. And then there's other people like, well, I don't want the government doing everything for me. Like, let me just do it on my own. Mm-hmm. So it's like, do you mm-hmm. want states to take care of everything for you? Do you want to do everything on your own? I mean, yeah, federalism is a big issue for anything like any issue. It's like, well, who should take care of it? The feds or the states? And mm-hmm. of course, the states are always like, it's us. <laughs> the feds are always like, yeah, but we're here for a reason, too. I mean, are we the United States of America or are right. we the United States of America? Mm-hmm. That, is, that is the question. Right. And uh, I remember taking a political science course about um, Supreme Court cases and whatever. And, you know, every week we'd like read a different case. And the whole case would basically be based on, like, ultimately, like, should this have been a state issue or should this have been a federal issue? Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know. I understand, like, people always look at Europe and, like, oh, well, Europe has, like, free health care and mm-hmm. education is great. Like, why don't we be like Europe? Well, I mean, Texas is bigger than, like, 90% of the countries in Europe. Yeah. So, you know. Like, it's, you have countries in Europe that are, like, the population of L.A. Yeah. and That's it. That's the whole country. So, of course, you could have that country have universal health care if you were like, hey, how about we just have L.A. have health care? I'm tough with that. If we just had the city of L.A. have health care, is that doable? Like, <laughs> of course, yeah, it would be doable. Mm-hmm. It's, I mean, that, and that is the question. That is why I trust someone who hopefully is smarter than me in, in government that can do it. But. Yeah. I mean, but unfortunately, like, that, that job in itself just lends itself to too much corruption. Like, there's too many things that you can just, oh, I'll do this for you because you gave me X amount of dollars or you had this meant many people you know in your constituency vote for me or whatever like it's always this like tit for tat type of thing everybody has a price mm-hmm. and certain things can go like totally like out in the open you know like oh yeah that's just what politicians do like that's just how it happens but then there's also other things where it's like yeah but if they did this and this and this suddenly it's illegal i know and, and it's like yeah it's all should be illegal <laughs> I, I always love the fact that it's like oh well it's an election year so they're not gonna be able to get anything done Okay, so it's a two-year term, and one year you can't do anything because you have to worry about, like, campaigning yourself. Are you serious? Right, and that's the only job, too, yeah, where you're, like, spending half your job trying to get your job again. Yeah, like, I would actually have more respect for you if, like, you just did your job rather than you trying to convince me that you will do your job. Right. (laughs) You know? (laughs) Yeah. Okay, you got it. Now go do it. Yeah. Instead of, like, figuring out how you're going to keep it. It's like a government only works for, I don't know, once every two years, once every yep. three years. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Let's, let's just make it the ele- like the Olympics. Yeah. and uh, 
and it's all these career politicians too. It's like, you know, there's no term limits. There's no like, you know, you did your two or three terms and then you just bowed out. No, it's like you just move on to a different position within the government. Mm -hmm. So it's like, okay, I'll go from like, you know, local districtman to like, you know, congressman to senator to governor. I mean, it's like House of Cards. You just want power. Yeah. And uh, it's just so maddening. I love democracy. It's bullshit. Okay, let's move on to this last segment. I do this with all my guests, and it's not make fun of them. It's uh, a little thing that I call Inside the Comics Studio, and I've stolen this from James Lipton, who stole it from Bernard Peebo, and it's just a kind of a rapid-fire set of questions. Let's do it. First question. If you could make up a geometric shape, what would it be called? Awesome sauce. Awesome sauce. And what kind of shape would that be? Um, I'm going to go with, like, it's sort of like a circle, but it has little points on the end. Mm-hmm. Kind of like when you, like, splat applesauce on a plate mm-hmm. in your cafeteria. It's just, like, little points at the end. But then right. It slowly goops up to a circle. So instead of, like, applesauce, it's awesome sauce. Oh, I get it. Okay. So, yeah, when you see, like, a splat, it's no longer, like, um, just a random... Uh, you know, shape of nothing. It's an awesome sauce shape. Yeah, I mean, think about like the Nickelodeon logo. It's it's yeah. a splat, but it's a particular type of splat. So it's an awesome sauce splat. It's, it's an awesome sauce splat. Yeah, I like it. Okay, next question. What is your favorite joke that never gets a laugh? Um. Okay, so it's like a story where um, you have these three uh, st- people who stranded on a deserted island, like coming off of surviving a plane crash or whatever. Mm-hmm. And there's like this indigenous tribe that like no one's discovered. And they, the tribe people tell them to pick up a, um, 10 items of the same fruit. And so, like, the first guy comes in, he brings 10 apples or whatever. And the tribe, like, has this weird tradition where um, the person has to shove each apple, each item of fruit, up his butt without making a sound. Nice. And if he does make a sound, then they kill him. Mm-hmm. So he gets to about four apples or whatever, and then he screams in pain, and they murder him. The second guy comes in with grapes, you know, a lot smaller. Mm-hmm. And they do the same test for him. He gets through nine grapes, and he's about to put the tenth in, and then he bursts out in laughter, mm-hmm. and they kill him. So then up in heaven, like, the guy with the apples asks the guy with the grapes, Yo, dude, you were so close. What happened, man? He goes, I lost. This. I saw the third guy with pineapples. <laughs> that, that, that joke could get a laugh. It could get a laugh. It's definitely, you know, a street joke. Not necessarily a joke that you would say on stage. Yeah, yeah, I was... I would say, like, I guess the one joke that would never get a laugh is my uh, dating life. Mm-hmm. That's that's not a joke I like to tell. Nope. That's a, that's a very sad story. <laughs> okay, next question. If hell exists, what would you like to hear Satan say to you? Surprise! <laughs> you thought you were getting into heaven, didn't you? With, like, the Spongebob look. Mm-hmm. You know, that little Spongebob meme? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that would be very upsetting. Very it, depressing. Wait, what... It'd be really funny, like, you saw, like, all these clouds and, like, a golden gate, and, like, you open up the gate, and it's kind of like, a, as you open up the gate more and more, it just gets, like, more and more fire comes around, and it gets redder and redder, <laughs> and then, you like, you close the gate, and it goes back to being the clouds. Yes. And he's like, wait a second, this is a trap. <laughs> yep. I don't know if I want to open these gates anymore. Uh, can I go back? Yeah. Can I just try life again? I swear it'll be awesome. Awesome sauce, even. Yes, yes. I, I know what I'm doing this time. Okay, next question. 
What sexual position will you never try again? Oh my gosh. Um, I, it's, I'm going to just like use this for my position of being too tall and like the bed maybe a little too low. Yeah. And it's like she lies on the bed and then like I just stand up mm-hmm. and do her. You know, I have to like crouch down. And it's like a weird missionary thing. It's really hard on the legs. It, yeah. It's it's a. So no more standing. No more standing. Yeah. I, I prefer, you know, either we're both on the bed or like Got it. she does. I mean, it's always nice when she does the work. I'll, I'll give it. <laughs> yeah. When she's doing most of the work, that's even better. I'll, t- I'll agree to that. I mean, yeah, the, the lazy life is sometimes the better life. <laughs> okay. Next question. What profession would you like to see abolished? Profession I'd like to see abolished. Not like like let's kill some people, but it's like n- suddenly tomorrow, no more of this. Oh my! This gosh. job just doesn't exist anymore. This job, like, oh man. Oh, I'll say I'll say golf course marshal. Golf course? <laughs> what does the golf course marshal do? They're just like the guy in the golf cart with like the red hat mm-hmm. that just run like drives around and makes sure like people aren't like abusing the course, or whatever. Mm. I guess the only reason I'll do that, and this is why I don't go golfing anymore. I was scarred at a young age. My dad took me golfing one time with his work buddy, and yeah. they just, like, you know, me being seven, they just gave me a little club and had me whacking away at the ball. Right. And one of the golf marshals just, like, pulled up from, like, probably 400 yards away and stopped and, like, yelled at me, like, get that kid off the course. Mm-hmm. He should not be doing that. And I was just like, but, 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 I just want to put, put, put. <laughs> and they, they put me in the golf cart and, like, for the rest of the day, and I couldn't even drive the golf cart. I had to sit in the passenger seat the whole time yeah. and just watch my dad golf. That's awesome. And he wasn't even that good. That was the sad part. <laughs> yeah, well, it's not like you were, like, uh, son to Tiger Woods or anything. No, unfortunately. Yeah. I feel like, yeah, it's it's a weird thing to have, like, that certain clubs, obviously, like, that game kind of breeds, like, a certain amount of, like, ageism. Yeah, yeah. Where you have to be like a certain age to play this. Maybe not so much now, but I could see that, yeah, 20 years ago, 10 years ago for sure. I mean, Tiger Woods was a prodigy. Yeah. As you know, I was not a prodigy. Right. You were, he was stifling your your drive and literally. He stunned my golf career. Yeah. I, I could be like Roy McIlroy or Jordan Spieth right now. You should find that guy and sue his ass for mental anguish and, um, you know, losing your careerhood. You ruined my life. <laughs> Okay, next question. What celebrity would you like to be mistaken for? Mm, I, I'm going to go with my... I, I'll admit, like, my man crush, like, Ryan Gosling. Mm-hmm. I think he's a really cool dude. My dad has been mistaken for Pierce Bronson one time. I could see that a little. Yeah. I, we were at a restaurant one time, and, like, the waitress thought he was Pierce Bronson. And my yeah. dad just, like, w- felt, like, starry-eyed at the time. He felt this so good weird, because you're in, like, South Carolina. Yeah. It, it was... It, Oh, and he so didn't weird. have a British accent? No, no, no. <laughs> uh, he can't even do a British accent. I don't think I <laughs> want to hear him try. But yeah, I'll go with Ryan Gosling. She's <laughs> like, are you Remington Steele? <laughs> or, wait, you're that one golden eye guy. You're you're Sean Connery. Yeah, you're, oh, yeah, yeah. you're 007, right? I love your, I love your, uh, your role in uh, Celebrity Jeopardy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You in Mrs. Doubtfire was amazing. <laughs> loved it when Robin Williams hit you with that fruit and then she said it's a run by fruiting <laughs> I love that oh my gosh yeah I would go with Ryan Gosling just because like he's he's that he's that beautiful face but he's yeah. always that shy you know mm-hmm. quiet man right 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 and you just like the woman just kind of like imagines does all the thinking and imagining for him like if you were the life of the party people wouldn't probably think you were Ryan Gosling but if you were that guy that's just sitting in the corner 
drinking, you know, your Moscow Mule out of like, you know, a copper cup that you crafted earlier that day. Yeah, and you have your pinky up because you're super fancy with like, mm-hmm. a little ring on there. Then people would be like, is that Ryan Gosling? I think that's Ryan Gosling. Yeah, I think it is. Oh my gosh, that's Ryan Gosling. What is he doing here in, in the Clemson bar? What? Well, there He's was... probably researching a role. <laughs> there was a time in Greenville where Aaron Rodgers... Oh yeah, was at one of our popular bars. Nice. And uh, my neighbor, who's like a big Packers fan, he like saw him and he's like, "High five, man!" Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He just like had no idea what to do. Yeah. He was he from Clemson? Did he go to? No, he went to Cal. Okay. And he's from I think he's from like San Francisco area. Interesting. So I, but he was in Greenville. Weird. Football players can go anywhere, I guess. See, Greenville is a cool enough town for people to visit. It's true. <laughs> we had Aaron Rodgers on our. In our place. One time. <laughs> one That one time. <laughs> okay, next question. What is your best impression? Oh, man. Um, I think, uh, this is kind of sad, though, a lot of my friends were cracking up when I was doing a Jerry Sandusky impression. Nice. Back when the, uh, the kids were being, like, shown or discovered as like, getting arrested. And I was just like, you don't know what you're talking about. I was so killer to those kids. I, I don't even know if like that's his like voice or something. I never heard him speak. He's like, I'm just a football coach. I don't, I don't do stuff with that kids. <laughs> no, I'm sure he sounds just like that. Oh, that's probably how what tipped them off. They're like, man, that guy kind of sounds weird. He's a football coach. Like, yeah, let's find out if he's touching kids. What shit was Joe Paterno smoking? The one that had him on his team. <laughs> Wouldn't that be the weird thing about like all pedophiles? Is they all talk like, what are you talking about? I've never touched a kid. <laughs> Hey, would you like a butterstosh candy? <laughs> I guess I got plenty of those in my place. And you're like, okay, as soon as you hear a dude talk like that, you're like, come with me, sir. It's like a retired radio DJ. It's like, come <laughs> on down to my white van. Yeah. <laughs> we got all sorts of goodies in here. Mm-hmm. You're color five. I hope you're under five. Oh, God. No, 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 no. <laughs> no, 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 no. Oh, gosh. Yeah. <laughs> No, I like that. No, I think that's a, definitely a good Sandusky. Thank you, thank you. Okay, next question. Uh, can you make a fart noise? And if so... I mean, I would assume you want me to do it. Please do it, yes. <laughs> it is. I don't know. No, 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 that wasn't... I don't know if that came from my ass. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I don't know. That's like when I eat Taco Bell for like three days straight, and mm-hmm. then you don't poop for three days straight. Right. And it's, it's just like... Uh, a leaky like super soaker full of mm. shit coming out so it's more like that <laughs> that's more like a horse <laughs> a... <laughs> yeah i've never had my ass sound like a horse but it could i mean i've heard i've had my throat sound a little hoarse but not my, not my ass right that's a real problem you're just lucky i guess contact your doctor if your ass is smelling like a horse it sounds like a horse <laughs> Eats like a horse, sounds like a horse. If it does anything that resembles a horse, call your doctor. Yes. If you have horse teeth, call your doctor. <laughs> okay, next question. If you were to create a podcast, what would it be called? Oh, gosh. Um, I mean, you remember the SNL bit? Um, the, the super fans with the Chicago Bears? Yeah. Da I mean, Bears. Da Bears. I, I would do something like that. It was, super fans? It's like AC super fan. Nice. Yeah, I like that. AC super fans. I mean, because, like, all my friends, we just talk about um, sports all the time and debate, like, who's yeah. the greatest player. You and know, really important do, questions. Would you do it in, like, Chicago accents? Oh, 
I, mm, we, I mean, I would probably do like a California accent, just uh. being from California. It's like, yo, dude, bro, no. <laughs> Braun is totally not the greatest player ever. Yeah, are you happy that he's coming to LA? I am, I am. It's it's really funny because all my friends like were LeBron fans and hated Kobe and hated the Lakers and me being a Kobe guy, hated LeBron. It's Right, natural. It's kind of like that family that gets, or those two families that get married together. And so now they have to like, coincided and get over their differences kind, mm-hmm. of, like, kind of like a romeo and juliet story yeah you yeah. know it's a, it's a romantic story about and, one king and one you know heavenly palace yeah and it's gonna be uh hopefully not end in like both two people dying or something oh yeah that's right <laughs> lebron gets slipped some poison oh no 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 we don't want to do that no we don't but uh last question last question when was the last time you were kissed last time i was kissed uh um, it wasn't by my mom before I left. Yeah. Um, Hopefully this was in a romantic setting. Yeah. Um, I met this girl on Tinder, um, like a typical millennial at a bar. Yeah. And uh, we we, <laughs> we had a good time that night. I'll say that. I don't want to give, I don't kiss and tell. Right. Even though you're asking me to kiss and or tell. Kiss yes. and or tell. Um, but it was good times nonetheless. It was good times. We had a few, I had a few Moscow mules. Yeah. Got me, got me ready to go for the for the big moment she mistook you for Ryan Gosling yeah I put on my I put on my boyish, boyish charms yeah um, I saved jazz like he did in La La Land mm-hmm. you know played something on the piano and that's tight yeah and then we did that like dance by the underneath the she didn't even recognize that it was a player piano <laughs> like wow he's pretty good at this he's moving his fingers all over the keys doesn't even look like he's touching them it looks like it's playing itself wow <laughs> these must be that good the miracles of alcohol <laughs> <laughs> yep Nah, that sounds like a fun time. Yeah, like uh, Tinder is definitely a good way to uh, meet some girls that like to kiss. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's weird these days because, like, you know, if you're working and you're constantly busy or you're new in the area and you don't have any friends to go out with, mm-hmm. you rely on that to meet people. Yeah. So, um, but uh, yeah, that was uh, that was a uh, an interesting time. It was a few, not too long ago, but a while a ways ago. And uh, mm-hmm. I don't know, maybe it'll come around again sometime soon. Who knows? So, do you? Uh, would you say that there's like a lot of funny people in mechanical engineering? There's um, it's really funny because like there's I always like to think the mechanical engineers are the normal engineers. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you have like um the computer engineers and like the electrical engineers who are just complete nerds. Mm-hmm. Um, and then a lot of the en- other engineers. Yeah, he said it. I said it. Yeah. What? I mean, it's it's me mechanical engineering. It's all about me. Mm-hmm. That's, that's the way I look at it. <laughs> um, if you're an industrial engineer, I'm sorry, you are an imaginary engineer. Yeah, that is what we that is what we said about you <laughs> behind your back. Um, but yeah, no, we have, come at me, bro. Yeah, come at me, man. I got my machines. I could totally fend myself off. Yeah, what are you gonna use? Blueprints? Yeah, you, you're just gonna like tell someone to like put this machine other in another place to make it go faster. <laughs> Ooh, real scary. Whoa, big time. Uh, yeah, no, we had we had a few cast of characters. I, I was generally that guy who was. I want to say uh, Alonzo Bowden, the stand-up comedian. He was a mechanical engineer. He was like a. He worked on, like, helicopters or airplanes or something like that. Total badass. Yeah. And then, like, yeah, he was, like, building some sort of aircraft for, like, you know, 11 or 12 years and then decided to be a stand-up, like, after that. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, like, there's times it can be really boring. Like, you know, I just work in a cubicle all day. Right. Designing stuff. Um, but, you know, <clears> it, we, have a, we have a fair share of comedians. I, I was always known as, like, the class clown everywhere. Sure. Maybe that's why I had to retake a few classes in college. I don't know. <laughs> I just thought the teachers hated me. Yeah, they definitely did. <laughs> but also, you were a horrible student too. Thanks for thanks for telling me that, Daryl. <laughs> you know, I thought we. Were, they told me to tell you that. 
Oh, was that my dad telling you that? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They all hit me up and was like, hey, by the way, you're going to do a podcast with him. Make sure you say all this stuff. Do not believe the garbage he will tell you. Mm-mm. And make sure everybody knows about it, too. They all have to know. Oh, gosh. This is, this is not this is not a reunion tour. This is my shame tour. <laughs> All right, uh, guys, I guess that's about it. We're going to wrap this up, but I want to thank, again, my cousin, Austin Cheney, for coming on in. Thanks for having me. Of course. Uh, I mean, usually we try to promote, like, comedians that I normally have on this, so I don't know if you want to promote yourself or if you just want to... I'm just going to say uh, go out to your local stand-up and uh, open mic theaters. You know, support my cousin Daryl. He's a real funny there man. There you go. Thank you. And, uh, yeah, go out, guys. If you're in the area and you want to see some uh, good people that are telling jokes that you don't know uh hit up your local open mic if you want to see a funny man who also somehow looks funny yeah visit my cousin daryl they'll <laughs> give you a good time yeah if you're in the oak oc or la area definitely uh go by an open mic chances are you're going to be seeing my face there but until then guys uh peace out and of course you've always been listening to hey!